Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Season 5 of Sequelizers. I am your host, Jack Chambers, as always, and joining me, my sequelizing compatriots, Mr. Matthew Stogden. Greetings, programs. And Mr. Tim Matum. Robot. (laughs) (laughs) They might be the most, like, quickly on-brand and actually witty ones we've had so far. Thanks, For this season. Congratulations, gents. (laughs) Matt, Matt didn't take 15 minutes to come up with... A quote from a film. <laughs> uh, admittedly, I was going to go with 50 different things. I decided to go with the were. easiest one, which yeah. was that one. I was going to say, I fight for the users. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't. Get a Dumont quote in there. <laughs> so if you haven't already guessed by the title of the episode and the appropriate little quotes and the delightful little drawings. Who are, so are these the people guessing? <laughs> <laughs> so if it appears on a random playlist, like your oh, most, suppose, most recently yeah, playing, yeah. it just starts playing, like, oh, it's sequelizers. Oh, shit. Well, I, I download a bunch in one or, go and don't know what they I are. I wonder what yeah. they're talking about. Yeah. Or people, if they're listening it to get together, maybe like one person keys it up and is like, you can be like the other person can I guess. I hope we're like background at a party podcast. That's what I'm aiming. <laughs> that's what I'm aiming for. Again, go with the um, the the year breakdown of 2019, where I say very loudly, "Fuck you and your stupid party." You know, because <laughs> also imagine the blind. Yeah, yeah. I'm just assuming people Absolutely. who might be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good point. All right. Well, yeah. continue, Jack. I shall put them out of their misery. <laughs> The blind? <laughs> Not that way. I'm saying Jesus. if these are the people who are guessing, then Jesus they need the answer to their question. Okay. So if you haven't already guessed, we're going to be fixing a little bit of 2010 called Tron Bloody Legacy. Tron Bloody Legacy. That's, that's the old TBL. <laughs> Full title. Um, Tron Legacy from 2010. Yeah. Shit needs fixing. Tron is a weird one. Tron is a real weird one because I watched it the other day for the first time in maybe 20 years. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, this is not what I remember from being nine years old. Yeah. This is weird. This has not aged well. I didn't first see Tron until I was 16 or 17 or some shit. I saw all the adverts on all the like Disney so this was mm-hmm. VHS I had. 85. Uh, easily <laughs> easily 1885 um a year of release <laughs> yeah. 1882 and ultimately i didn't like it mm. and i still mm. don't like it i agree it's, it's a, weird it's a weird film it's and it's really I, fucking weird I, in a lot of ways tron legacy is kind of a perfect sequel because it's also a weird film that isn't doesn't really fit into like a proper no like, it's it's the opposite of the first one, but you're so right in that it's just they're equally weird in such polar opposite ways. Mm. And like, oh, the the style and the substance and stuff, you've got the cool design from both being the kind of consistency mm. there. But yeah. what happens in the first Tron? Who knows? <laughs> it's just random convoluted bollocks and literally nothing is explained. They just throw jargon at you yeah there is n- first of all not real computer jargon half mm. of it oh god no they're just making up names for things but then again they could because no one knew any of the different that's the problem mm. but now we do it's like you're talking a, about your ass what's a recognizer <laughs> supposed to be mm. it's a really cool design yeah mm. and it comes and like stomps on you i guess what mm. the fuck is it supposed I to be think, i always think it's meant to be like one of the like claw machines from an arcade yeah <laughs> that just like comes down and like squeezes together <laughs> and it's like <laughs> Yeah. I think it's meant to be Google. <laughs> it's like yeah, ser- searching for stuff, comes along, grabs it, picks it up, yeah. brings it back to you. Here's your here's your damn cat pictures. 
<laughs> See, this is the thing that's also interesting is, uh, have you guys seen um, Wreck-It Ralph 2? No, Ralph, not, the second, not the second one. No, um, it, it does the same thing, which tries to visualize the internet. And I know this is a slight tangent in a weird way, but Wreck-It Ralph is also Tron, mm. it without the human component in a weird way. Yeah, where you go into the world of video games. Mm. Um, and it's been done a few times very badly, but Tron's a memorable one because it kind of did it first. Mm. In, well, memorably first. Um, here's, a, here's a description for you. I want you to tell me which, is, which Tron film I'm describing, right? Okay. Some real world shit happens about corporate bullshit that I don't care about. Uh, a dude goes into a game that okay. resembles nothing like a game. So far, so good, yep. And makes no fucking sense. Yep. The world building within the game makes no fucking sense for video games or computers Correct. or anything. Yep, agreed. So it far. looks... Or, or even just a coherent world. Like, even oh, if you entirely. take apart that it's based on, a like, computers or video games yeah. or whatever, just, like... How does this exist? Yeah. Hey, what well, is who this? are you? Uh, I'm accounting software. What? Yeah. What, <laughs> Why? What are you discussing? Yeah. What do you mean? Then... Okay. It is, at the time, depending which one it is, a, a visually amazing film because yeah. of what it's doing in terms of visual effects. Yep. The acting and the dialogue are fucking stupid. <laughs> but it's enthralling in what it shows you visually, so you're like, oh. Some bullshit exposition happens. A load of people trek to the middle of something. They all put their hands up in the air. The film ends. That's both of them. And there's a motorbike and or a helicopter, depending on which one you're watching. Oh. Mm -hmm. The mm. thing is, that the, the, this is the thing. When I'm saying people say, oh, Tron Legacy, it's badly paced the the um, visuals are really cool but the story is dumb and the dialogue stupid and the characters aren't worth worrying about I said yeah that's oh tron. you mean tron <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah this absolutely. is the, and, and this is the key, weird thing i kind of prefer tron legacy to me tron. too <laughs> it's a lot more in 2020 it's a lot more watchable than tron yeah and i know there's the whole idea like i don't have the nostalgia for 80s arcades because again britain and also my age yeah um <clears throat> getting back to our despicable me three thing about what you have an affinity for despite being your age mm. or whatever it is but i still think the world building is very stupid i think it's really dumb i think that none of it really makes any sense both of them take themselves really seriously and they're fucking stupid yeah they, do. they take I themselves really fucking seriously yeah there there's moments of humor um in both where you'll think just like oh man if you could just let a little more of this lightness of tone and just a little bit more like effervescence come through sure. i was worried it, you're gonna say big lebowski for a second <laughs> <laughs> a lot I'd, of dudes i mean i don't mind that choice um, I, mean, I absolutely love the big lebowski but what is jeff Bridges doing in tron legacy it makes sense apart to from a degree, being the dude but he's just sort of half remembering what his character was like at the time that's Part of the problem mm. that's nothing like how he is in the first no film. again it's, it's how he remembers no being at the time sense. rather than actually what he's he like was a, actually like he's like a cocky video game champion kid I, and I, then it's like now he's the dude I'm like mm. okay i kind of get it if he's meant to become like the basically like neo video jesus yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he's he's meant to be like Video game, Jesus. Or, or possibly like Moses, maybe, have yeah. like wandered into this world and like, yeah, started out cocky and then kind of had this spiritual realization of some kind. But mm. hey, it'd be really helpful if the film could like properly explain that. Nope. And True. He's just really into Zen Buddhism for yeah. some reason. I'm going to read you guys a quote if you don't mind. Mm. Sure. Definitely. Um, just because. Greetings programs. <laughs> yeah. It's something I'm, uh, I'm going to read for you. Anyone who's seen Tron Legacy will know this quote, hopefully. Because it's from the start of the film. Oh, okay. 
Is it the opening narration from Most Flynn? definitely. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. I won't do an impression. The Grid. A digital frontier. A tr- I tried to picture clusters of information as they moved through the computer. What did they look like? Ships? Motorcycles? Were the circuits like freeways? I kept dreaming of a world I thought I'd never see. And then one day, I put my dick in it. Starts <laughs> 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 just humming along to Daft Punk songs. Well, we'll get to Daft Punk in a minute. because Absolutely we will. Yeah. The grid would be ships and motorcycles. No, you fucking idiot. It's computer systems. Things don't move around like freeways. What are you talking about? Even if you're trying to do it to explain like a child, like a Star Trek analogy, it's like putting too much air in a balloon. It's also <laughs> not called the grid in the first one. And no, exactly. They just, so much stuff happens between these two films. It is insane. Yeah. When it opens with, and Flynn's wife died. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. He had a wife and she died and he disappeared and his child was orphaned. And he got a CGI face at one point. And a CGI face. <laughs> oh, that's CGI. He sounds around with a weird rubber face. But like, that's a way more interesting story. Yep. Is him getting sucked into the thing, as I may address later on. Yeah. But I don't also know what he's doing in there. Nothing. I know, I know he's like, I'm trying to create this thing. It's like, yeah. Just trying to be zen, man. Why? The internet exists. <laughs> He literally quotes the dude. He does, to be fair. You're messing with my zen, man. <laughs> fuck off. I, I like Jeff Bridges a lot, and I love The Big Lebowski, but fuck off. I also kind of prefer Jeff Bridges' performance as Clue than I do Jeff Bridges' performance as Flynn, just because, and, not, and actually, we'll get to the CGI in a second, but because the character feels like he's doing something, whereas the mm. other ones are just like a far not, out. Not, not, like, not to get into too much, but... um. I'm the one that's fixing this, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. Correct. And I had so many fucking ideas. After watching the first one and knowing, like, you know, Clue is the bad guy in the second one, mm. I was like, huh, interesting. There's so many ways. My initial one was, you don't bring Jeff Bridges back as Flynn. You bring him back as Clue alone. Sure. Just Clue and Clue is the bad guy. Mm. Or Clue tries to escape to the real world and you introduce, like, 3D printing and he's trying to 3D print himself out of the game or something like that yeah. was one of my ideas. I was like... And uh, yeah, let's talk about the rubber face CGI stuff. Cause yeah, let's get CGI. As, as amazing as this film looks, CGI Jeff Bridges always looks weird. And I feel like, mm. and I was listening to a podcast about this. Yeah, I listened to other podcasts about what? films. What? How right? dare you? You dirty hearts. I know. They were talking about how if they'd made a visual choice, which is what I'm going to pitch basically for my film, um, that... Everyone in the Tron world, I refuse to call it the grid because that's not what it's Go called, ahead, yeah. has a weird CGI rubbery face. Thank you, yes. And it's a stylistic choice. Mm. Yes. But the fact that CGI Jeff Bridges' Kevin Flynn in the real world mm-hmm. has a weird rubbery face yep. ruins the whole fucking thing. Yeah. Imagine if they, like, and I'll go on this later on, reveal human characters. Like, you see that, oh, it's the guy from accounting and this thing. And you, yes. You know, like, his mate is the Guardian guy in Tron. Dumont, the, the Guardian Dumont, you mentioned sure. earlier. Like, if you reveal their face, but it's a weird CGI face, and like, oh, that's the graphics of the game. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Oh, it, no, wait, it's in real life. It breaks the whole world. Mm. Yeah, it would even make sense in Tron Legacy if if it was just Clue, but you didn't see real-world Jeff Bridges in the flashback. That's because, part because of the Because then you okay. can go like, oh, he's a weird... He's he's meant to be this weird copy that Jeff Bridges made. So he to, would look strange. To, yes. to run the thing. So he is... He's, he's essentially 
computer graphics and he is an mm. uh, there's a it, he's a photocopy of a photocopy or whatever you know yeah. he's an imperfect replication but yeah the and and we should we should kind of hold our hands up and say like at the time it's not like this was bad special effects in terms of... It was just very the, ambitious. In, in terms of there was better stuff out there. This was cutting edge. It's oh, absolutely, just, yeah. It yeah. didn't... It was overambitious. The problem was was they, they made it such a central point as well. They didn't do yeah. it at the start of Ant-Man where Michael Douglas did and went, holy fuck! Mm. And it's only on screen long enough for you to go, oh, shit! Mm. And or Robert Downey Jr. Um, is that... Ed, start of Civil War. Civil War, yeah. That's yeah. When he talks about the, the retroactive memory thing. Yes. And then, mm. like... Is that is that clip of Robert? Is that, is that young Robert Downey Jr.? It's impressive. Like, huh. The technology. Oh no, wait, it's not. They've de-aged him using yeah. the footage of the thing. Like, and oh, what's weird, is the technology is de- okay. So there are two schools of thought. One is the X Men, uh, the Last Stand one, mm. where they smoothed it out too much. But that's not very different to what they're doing now with the MCU stuff and the de-aging yeah. like and the Irishman, yeah. and all that sort of stuff. It's the same principle, um, but better. However, well, last time was a while ago as well. Exactly, like, techn- technology moved fourteen so quickly, years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, so it's, it was four years before Tron Legacy. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. and Tron Legacy is like, will digitally replace the entire head. Now, again, ambitious, bold, not entirely necessary. Sweet anime here, though, right, guys? <laughs> it's pretty Looks like Final Fantasy. These, I think, he's within. fine until he opens his mouth. Uh, that's always the way. So. I know I bring these guys up quite a lot, but the corridor digital guys. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Always talking about CGI and visual effects, and they do the. They talk about the scene where Jeff Bridges turns around and says, like, good night, son, with his weird rubbery <laughs> face. <laughs> and the thing Nico always talks about is the elasticity of the human face and pores in particular. Yeah, yeah. The fact that his mouth just moves, but his the rest of his face doesn't stretch. I'm looking literally at you talking now, Jack, well, mm-hmm. and all your face is going, but that's because you're As a I talk, freak. my eyes and my eyebrows move Brrr. and everything moves together. But, like, CGI creatures just blob about and just kind yeah. of mm. don't have realistic skin and well they can but the technology has to be very hard yeah. to get it worked yeah probably. the ones yes. we notice don't have that kind of stuff correct and you get these moments now we're at the point where talking technology now is mm. where we like don't even realize it's technology sometimes yeah, like, yeah. Wait, sam, wait. sam l jackson in um uh captain, captain marvel, marvel yeah where you just you forget and yeah and, and that's cgi and they, doing its job and they do really fucking clever stuff like they did with uh dying peggy carter that's and, great. And old Steve Rogers, yeah. which is a mixture of makeup, prosthetics, and CGI layered yep, on yep. top of that. It's like, that's really fucking clever. Mm. I bet, like, behind the scenes, it looks like balls. <laughs> and it's yeah. just, like, Chris Evans with the little white beard sewn onto his face. <laughs> and like, yeah, that's not interesting. Talcum and then, powder in his hair. We, exactly, yeah, yeah. We should point out, as much as people will uh, highlight us for this, um, yes, we are giving a lot of MCU examples. This is because the MCU is big enough that they have the opportunity to do this but more importantly they've put the disney funding into making mm. it work we're comparing disney films to disney films is what we're doing yeah because exactly. tron's a disney film ladies mm. and gentlemen that's the other thing lest you forget and also how tr- could we forget it shows up in kingdom hearts 2 jack exactly oh, shit i forgot about that <laughs> um tron 3 was supposed to happen as well it was mm. yeah i think this being a disappointment at the box office for and them. And they have the animated and series as well, Uprising. That's going to be quite good. Disney XD is good. I heard yeah. it's very good. Yeah. And John it's Carter the best thing about Tron. Well was the things that they... Uh, Poor old John Carter. That sort of cemented, said, we need to stop doing these things yeah. um, for some reason. I feel like you could put Garrett Headland and... Um, Taylor Kitsch. Taylor Kitsch 
at uh, like in the same bin. In the same bin, mm. they they were both generic kind of, white boy bin. It's so mm. weird. If you look at Garrett Headland's career, he's mm. been involved with some amazing projects, involved with some really cool uh, individuals in terms of like on screen and behind the camera. He's done some really great performances. I yeah, think. he's a weird person because. He doesn't stand out to me. I think he I think he is one of many people in Hollywood that have this interesting curse of kind of being too good looking. Like mm. because people look at him and go, well, that's a leading man right there. And really what he probably wants to be is a more interesting, like playing like a really solid support, a solid, solid character actor. Mm. Um, a rough he, he looks like one of the Chris's, either the Pines yeah. or the Hemsworths or mm. whatever. He's mm. tall and blonde and handsome. And mm. he, like you said, he's a leading man. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, like he's he, much more interesting when he's doing something like uh, Inside Llewellyn Davis. Oh, where absolutely. He's like fourth or fifth build. You know? Exactly. Yeah. 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 When he just rocks up in the background, like this guy's actually quite good mm. yeah no, he I, is i think it's fair dull as fuck in tron legacy <laughs> he is painful good lord i mean the whole film is kind of dull and you you mentioned the pacing matt like yeah. uh emma and i were watching it the other day and emma had never seen it before mm-hmm. and she was like this is really boring i'm like yeah it looks amazing doesn't it talking about the uh, yeah. like the disc wars bit mm. and like that's some people say like that and the light cycle battle are the standout scenes because they're the crazy sure. over the top CGI mm. stuff. Fucking hell, the disc wars is boring and hard to follow. Yes, and shot really weirdly, and there's just like bits floating for no reason, and none of it makes sense. And sometimes it's upside down. Sometimes it's upside down, and then the light cycles are upside down. He breaks out of his thing in the disc wars. He falls down two or three categories. He falls into Rinsler's thing. It's like, and now the final round. It's like, mm. Yeah. Why? <laughs> he falls, he jumps from where he slides down, jumps out of one, falls through another one, and then is with the champion in the final round. Yeah. You're like, how? Why? That's what? not how tournaments work. And and they <laughs> they have like observers go being like, well, we've got an escapee, sir. Who like, is mm, that program? Let's see what who is that program? Let's see what he does. Yeah. And, like, and there's also know. the ridiculous bullshit of everything he says in that scene is what? Oh my god. You can't <laughs> be kidding me. Okay, that's how it is. And then he's amazing. Yeah. And it's like, and there's no danger just tension the, or anything for him he's literally you know he's going to be fine for the entire film and, he, yeah. and he's just the best at everything he's just because the best. reasons they apart do set from, up apart uh, from when he nearly dies in the light cycles and obviously Cora oh, yeah. comes and saves him yeah but he's like they don't set up like if he had a set up like oh he grew up playing his dad's video games yeah. <laughs> such as tron mm. and I, that would make more sense it's interesting because they do set him up as a physically agile individual with the bike and the timing the action the him he does the base body. jumping in like the first two minutes yeah. yeah for no fucking reason i feel like that's the and like, i'm not defending it i feel that's the film trying to say he's a physically agile person I think unlike I've, a programmer yeah. like flynn would have been it's like he, why is he good he, at this? he can parkour and stuff and be cool and yeah, yeah i think that's doesn't abs- afraid of anyone i think yeah. that's absolutely what it's trying to do especially with the f- the fact that he drives a motorcycle in real life it's yeah. like oh that's why he'd be good at light cycles <laughs> and it kind of makes that's sense why he'd be better than a computer does he play no, ultimate no. frisbee in real life yeah. that's why he's good at I mean, if they'd yeah. have th- if they'd have thrown a scene of that in, it would have been hilarious. <laughs> I would H- be down. Here's the thing for you. Friends. Here's the thing for you, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I have been doing a lot of catch up work. I've been doing a lot of filmmaking stuff and doing sequelizers recently, and I've fallen behind on my own playing video games because we're all we play the video games and things. I've been catching up on old PS4 classics and well, classics now, but you know things like um, I haven't played at all, like God of War and such. One of which is Bloodborne. Now. Nah. Bloodborne's a great game so far. I'm really enjoying it, but I had to get my head around the logic of, you know... Terrifying, being confusing. Yep. Yeah. 
and very different style of gameplay. But the key thing here is I am good at games in the sense that I'm, I've been gaming since I was like maybe 16, 17, something like that, 15, sorry, 15, 14. And I enjoy video games. Having said that, if I was put into a scenario where I have to act in Bloodborne and not die... You've got to do that role and not fuck your shoulder every time. Yeah. yeah. What the fuck is this nonsense? <laughs> no, of course I'd die. And even if I was, even in not Bloodborne, even something with a hard setting, even something as simple as Death Stranding where I'm trying to run up a cliff. <laughs> I keep, can't do keep, that. You ain't no keep, delivery man. You've got to keep your baby alive. Keep this baby happy. You um, ain't got no baby or no delivery service. I mean, he carries like 100 kilos you'd, every time. You'd be screwed in Death Stranding as well because there's whales everywhere. I'm so terrified of that game. I'm playing it. I'm scared of it. <laughs> point so is weird, yes in the original mindset of pac-man we're a slow game with duck, 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 and things just happen very slowly you think i could probably dodge that but we have now a situation where the games are so advanced and so more photorealistic and they're getting towards filming sort of narratives and things like that that tron had to be something different in my opinion and at this point it wasn't or it had to be re uh, almost regressive to an 80s kind of thing so the idea of the stylistic cool ultra neon look to the whole thing is amazing visually mm. and i really fucking love it arguably and i, I, I will point this out i still think it looks great now I, yeah oh yeah. I, yeah like i said i watched it earlier this week and yeah yeah it's it still was, yeah. really really goddamn impressive but really fucking stupid and i mean that from a production visual thing it's like um okay here's how the world works there's the grid and it's been taken over by clue oh my god that's crazy where's flynn who the fuck knows here's son of flynn he's a user he bleeds um <laughs> And he does the games because he's been recognized as a program. Even though I don't know why he's recognized as a program. But sure, he's been, you know, digitally copied. We'll go along with it. It happened in the first film. He's, Whatever. He got the suit on him, thanks to the women Ladies. at the beginning. Yeah. The For sirens. some reason. Yep. Sure. And then we get to the point where he meets up with Michael Sheen being, oh, so extra. And <laughs> being David Bowie. Yeah. Running a fucking nightclub. And you're like... I don't understand anymore. Do they drink things? Yeah. Because they drink the power source water in the first one. And it's a weird like Garden <laughs> of Eden. Yeah. Drinking, yeah. drinking the holy water kind of thing. Yeah. Which I assume is like leaning into like a, an underground and drinking from the power line. You're Very much so. Yeah. Kill yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he serves him just blue water. Libations for everybody. <laughs> Fucking man. What is any of this? What has this got to do with any computing <laughs> nonsense i kind of understand that daft punk cameo in there as an mp3 player or something like that <laughs> which I is mean, this, this mad is the frustrating thing uh, and it is it's the technology gap between now and then yeah because back then although computers had actually been around for a decent amount of time the the, the general public's understanding of them was still quite limited yes now there is a much greater understanding and it's like kids are born into technology yeah and it's like well hang on okay so he's been digitized and placed into this computer we assume that sure. that has this grid or tron world in it okay so tron world thank you tim yeah um <laughs> tmtw so okay what what kind of computer is this like we we don't know like nothing nothing's really explained about that it's not a mac like like is it is it meant to be like a PC? Oh, is that what this represents? Is it a big, like, mainframe computer? Sure. Like, depending on those answers, why are there fucking games inside it? It's not a console. Why are the games so exactly. important? Exactly. Is it connected to the internet? If if so, like, 
why how have these things not escaped you know these mm -hmm. self-aware programs or whatever you want to call it it's implied that the grid is built by flynn in isolation away from the internet yeah but that is from the novelization yeah, yeah I was <laughs> not the actual film yeah, yeah that... the novelization has way more lore and explanations and shit mm. in it i haven't mm -hmm. read the fucking thing because no. i'm not stupid <laughs> <laughs> I, I read i read What's different? What else does it explain? And yeah. stuff like that. And I, I'm seeing a couple of episodes of Uprising, the, mm. the Disney XD show we mentioned. And that kind of goes into a lot more. That's set between Tron 1 and Tron Legacy. Mm, sure. And that goes into a lot more about the origin of the ISOs and all that kind of stuff. Shit that should have been explained in this film. Yes. And it just like, it's the Clone Wars where mm. the series is much better than Attack of the Clones. <laughs> Almost Do you know definitely. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, entirely. Yeah, I mean, that, see, that's, I assume having watched it you know the implication is okay well it's it's like an isolated system and that's why clue wants to get out because he wants to rule the he, he wants in internet i guess yeah i i guess whatever he, he, wants. he wants whatever he wants and he can't do it from where he is like yes. okay that's fine whatever it's it's a very vague motivation but it more or less makes sense but like so mm. much stuff in there is is kind of vaguely implied with no real effort to actually dig into it mm -hmm. um and and the just the analogies between the technologies don't work anymore because our understanding is so much better yeah like what what are these things meant to represent are they not really meant to represent anything that we understand in which case you need to you need to remove the real world further from our real sure. world like i i i would kind of have no problem if they set it in a universe that's much more distinct like the real world was much more distinct from ours and computers remained this kind of weird if thing is this huge 80s monolith and there's no yeah. video game crash because of atari yeah does it continue to be a different platform of this nature does the does the internet evolve in a different way does exactly yeah exactly I, I, um yeah. and that you know there's potentially a much more interesting film in that mm. um but as soon as you're like okay no the real world is exactly as you as as That's our now. world is yeah. more or less but then there's this weird computer world that doesn't correlate to any understanding of computers that you have as a human living in the world today and this is the thing i think i think we've got a problem because being sequelizers hello sequelizier um being sequelizers we are trying to create a good follow-up and that's not always an easy thing because you're like it doesn't need it or whatever mm. it's a standalone ever almighty thank you very much <laughs> but this is very much another example because the world building in tron is so bad mm. that it already sets up things that are problems so for example everything you're saying tim is mm. entirely correct like, what do we do technology what the real world and all that's like but the problem then becomes tron never really gave us much in that regard either mm. it was just it's normal ass america in the 80s mm. um late 70s and there's also a company what's the company trying to do it's fucking bad things stuff. david, david <laughs> warner's doing some stuff they used yeah. to do games but now they sort of don't yeah. do games and the mcp wants to get out and they control things because he's a chess program any reason why just because yeah and he I, controls him because, yeah mm, blackmail and again that thing is the, the, the ai fear that makes sense and it's it's all there but now we have an education and an understanding of it Mm. 
because we're all raised. I mean, children like now, for example, raised literally and to know how to swipe an iPad because it's intuitive. Mm. That's us. Fucking cats have iPads. <laughs> let, alone, yeah. let alone humans. Yeah, exactly. We we now create technology to be at the point where it is now. It's so rather than just literally eternal typing, and some very very uh, interesting. Uh, linear images to say again if you look at all the games they're playing and you're looking at the wireframe type thing exactly and it makes sense except when you look at it with like 2020 eyes you're like the fuck is all this Mm -hmm. in the same way that if you give a child i mean we're talking about like you know the 70s and 80s if you give a child a nokia 3310 they touch the screen and say why isn't it working because the buttons don't make sense to them anymore. Buttons are redundant, arguably. Mm. There's that weird curvy button on either side. Mm. Are they up and down? Are they left and right? Who knows? Who knows? I feel like we'll have to, before we get anywhere near the pitch, I feel like we'll have to do a lot of explaining. Because just oh. with the word count and the the amount of like actual time we can spend talking about this, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of stuck with the whole, like, this is kind of implied, or I would have done this, yeah, 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 and yeah, this yeah. would be another shot we would talk about, but that's another 300 words mm-hmm. of me explaining what this is. That's fair. And we would be here for two hours. Because, mm. to be honest, I rewrote this thing like three different times. I and like, I can understand that, because it, it doesn't I, set you up in a good way. Yeah, right? it leaves you with nothing to work with. I'm like, okay, do, you I, can't really do I go it. like late 80s and do a thing where it's a different arcade machine and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Do I take it into 2010 or in the you know the 2010s or whatever and do a different version and like you said tim like do it in a slightly different version of our world or whatever do i do it in the 90s and talk about like consoles and stuff and use it to talk about the you know the the console wars or something like that i don't fucking know and i wrote (laughs) three completely different pictures almost (laughs) i mean i didn't fully write them obviously but i was like skeletal forms yeah skeletal forms i had i have a i have a separate document that's just bullet points of madness like what about PlayStation? Is it PlayStation? Encom PlayStation. Oh, that's a thing. And then, you know, and then over here, and then we introduced Crash Bandicoot. And then it just, it just got mental. Again, I genuinely think if it's a good thing you haven't seen Wrecker Ralph 2, because that would have also done the same thing in mind. Not because it's a, the only example of it, mm. but because they do also try and overwhelm it. What happens if a video game character gets into the internet? Mm. And that kind of madness is like, how do you represent the internet? Is it a city? Are there ships? Motorcycles? Cars? <laughs> yeah. I think I think the thing we also need to bear in mind is that what Tron was trying to do and what Tron Legacy was trying to do was done perfectly uh, in the early 2000s slash late 90s by the TV series Reboot. Ah, Reboot. <laughs> Fucking hell. I like Reboot. I, which, I agree. Kindly. Which actually put some thought into like, okay. Well, how what, does this work? How, do, how does this work? Yeah. Um, and um, yeah. Uh, key wording though there. What is Tron trying to do? Mm. And I think if I'm honest with you, Tron and Tron Legacy are trying to do the same thing. Now, yes, obviously. Show off the technology. That's it. Mm. <laughs> I think it's solely a yep. tech demo with some script sort the of first one on is it. a tech demo. The second one is a music video. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's an hour and a half of Daft Punk music video bullshit. I mean, the music absolutely slaps. Like, like, I am. I'm a. I'm a fan of music. I'm. I'm. I'm, it works I'm keeping me. the fucking. Music. I'm yeah. just I telling think, you right now. Yeah. It's still I dare a great touch God that soundtrack. Score. I think. I think that's the thing. Is that that getting Daft Punk for that film was the best idea that they ever had. Because I'm notorious for this. In my reviews, if I like the score enough, it can elevate the entire film yeah. for me. A shit film can become a good film because I'm like this fucking soundtrack and or music is fucking amazing. And Daft Punk do a really memorable one. Mm. Mm. Adagio for Tron's really good. Mm. Uh, the um, 
the main thing this that, that, the main things that, that yeah. one's great yeah, yeah. Uh, the game has changed the game has changed yeah, yeah. Um, it, there's a really de which is the yeah. club Fantastic. track that's yeah. pretty damn good there's one which is the what's the big ship at the end called the oh like the, the, the rectal fucker or, or, yeah I don't know what it's called that yeah. thing has a great track because it's very mm. very heavy basically again great I should also point out as a semi side note here um, Darth Buck's soundtrack is great the performance are unanimously and across the board quite shit mm. Having said that, I really liked Olivia Wilde as Cora. Yeah. She has a really interesting innocence. She mm. might be the strongest performance in the whole film. I completely yeah. agree. Yeah. Um, there is only one major problem in that she's a fucking messiah-like character mm. that ultimately is effectively a package that they're delivering. She's a character, yes, arguably, but all personality gets stripped away quite quickly. All that innocent and fun, bubbly yep. stuff. And she's, you know, this almost childlike. She's also like perfect birth. Like, oh, yes. they just appeared out of nowhere. Yeah. She's, and I quote, a miracle. Like, yeah. Fuck off. Yeah, that's... Because the... they touch on religion in the first one quite interestingly with they the do, concept actually. of users, users and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Which I'm going to come up with too later. Yeah. And there's like a real like quill these religious fanatics and Sark is like this real he's a British villain so he's yes. <laughs> telling all the people to stop worshipping the users and all this kind of stuff yeah. and it's like oh that could be interesting she's a miracle they came out of the woods what woods? <laughs> the woods that I created in the grid <laughs> what? There's a, it's like, there's a desert outside the woods I like the idea that you go in and it's like uh, Emmett's mind in the Lego movie and yeah. there's just this vast <laughs> empty space and one double chair couch thingy whatever it is you know, double decker couch like that is Tron or uh, <laughs> Janet's void in the good place yes yeah, exactly uh, um, yeah I, th I think like Olivia Wilde does a good job as Cora she also kind of falls the other one of the other problems with the character though she kind of falls into the um, the trope the um uh, pop culture detective was uh, oh. did a really good video about called uh, Born Sexy Yesterday. Yes, which is a bit like the kind of Lilu character, Lilu, yeah, yeah, where it's like, yeah. oh, they're like a, a perfect innocent, but they're also like really hot, and you're gonna make out with them. She also wants to fuck both his dad and the son. Yeah, like, what? <laughs> um, Born Sexy Yesterday is the perfect summation. Very much is, so. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and again, the character deserves better. Well, not the character, but mm. the act of and performance. Deserves, especially when you see she's just sitting there and she takes um, Sam to Flynn mm. and um, then she's just lounging in a in a seat. Mm. She, so she stands behind him while he meets his dad and whatever. Mm. And then the next shot, she's in a chaise lounge. <laughs> yep. With like legs akimbo, like <laughs> in a pose. Mm. Like, I literally thought like, where where did, where's that in there in this room? You're in the same room. What are you talking about? Oh, you're having dinner now. Why are you eating? It's dinner time. You're digital. Digital. What does what does any of this mean? Why is there food here? What is the food? What are the books? books. What's happening? Books. Why are there books? She's also like it, it's also Prospero and his daughter kind of mm. situation. It is absolutely yeah. yeah. Um, Except it ends differently. Yeah, <laughs> it's um, I I think the the ultimate like kind of sum up for this film is there's so many interesting visual or little moments and and obviously the soundtrack and stuff, but they're attached to nothing. Yep. Yeah. Like I really like the moment when they're in the nightclub, um, and it's like all kicking off like a like a fucking Saturday night in a nightclub, <laughs> um, and um, they're having the fight with rinsler and the, and the guards and then um 
Jeff Bridges comes in and like touches the floor. Oh, and it's so like, fucking cool. And yeah. it's like, like yeah, it's like everything kind of like powers down and it, and it feels like, and again, they don't explain any of this because why would you? Yeah. But it feels like he as a user is like, oh, I have rewritten the rules of this situation to allow the people on my side to now get the upper hand. Neo, he feels like Neo. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they explain Neo. He is the one, and he has control of the Matrix and all this kind of stuff. And they, they explain kind of, it really quickly and easily as well. Oh, yeah. 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 None of that. Yeah, Absolutely none. He just walks in, and I agree with you. That shot, that moment is so mm. cool. I'm like, oh my god, he's he's Neo. He's gonna do like really cool like Jedi shit. He's basically mm. like this cool Jedi Master type. Nope. He could have been doing it for multiple years, but he's been just nope. hanging out in a nope. building no with an effective twenty-year-old. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, cool. Yeah, yeah, and it feels like it feels like there's such an interesting, like that that could be expanded into something so interesting where he has these kind of like fundamental control over how things function in the world. Because he then, does it in the first one. Yeah, what? he reprograms the recognizer, and he could do that because he's a user. Yeah, he uses his programming knowledge from the real world and programs the world around him. Mm-hmm. And then Fuck. and then you have I can't remember what his name is now. Is it Sam? Sam Flynn. Yeah, Sam. Flynn. Kid. Yeah, Sam. Um, kind of just brute forcing everything because he isn't he's a, a programmer. A and yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he's just come in as like I know how to motorbike. <laughs> I can base jump a motorbike and I can probably punch people. Yeah. The thing is like Tron is 90 minutes long. Despite the fact that it, it feels fucking long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and it's it's a weird kind of like weirdly it feels Disney in that it's like super short and succinct and like let's get in, get out exactly yeah, yeah. classic Disney animated film kind Entirely, of thing yeah. like don't overstay your welcome. Here's a here's a very convoluted but yes short story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but there you go. It's simple, and straightforward. Yeah. There's quite a bit in the real world. A big door, exactly. Yeah. Big door opening is a big part of it. Um, Open a big door. Oh yeah, that big fucking door. <laughs> <laughs> The big door. Tim, actually... Tim just had big door flashbacks. I remember the big door. I'm nodding appreciatively. I like the big, big door because it's like, oh my God. Because it's the King Kong Jurassic Park mindset. Mm. If you've got a big door, there's something to keep behind that. It's going to be cool. Yeah. And it's a good precursor. They don't use in films very often. The only thing better than a big door is one of those uh, lifts that goes down on like a diagonal level that they have in Akira. That's the thing and that's like, Resident Evil. Yeah. oh shit. There's going to be something at the bottom of this. Yeah, hang on, motherfucker. Yeah, that's sort of mine shafty, but like military thing. I think they're doing yeah, Death I think they as well. exist in real life. Yeah, they, they must do like do, a military going company. down so mine shafts and yeah, do tunnels and yeah. stuff. But to me, it's all just anime. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then Tron Legacy comes out, and it's just over two hours, and somehow, weirdly, feels two hours. It doesn't feel over two hours. It feels long, but it feels a two-hour film filled well, every minute of it. Whereas Tron, you feel the same amount of time pass. Ba- barely anything happens in this film, mm. but it t- takes fucking ages for the things that happen to happen. Yeah, there's a, there's there's fun, r- relatively fun, punchy action scenes, even though they often are a little bit incomprehensible. Yes, but then the time in between, you're just like, okay, so who are you, and why should I care about you? And why are you having this very long conversation? Not important. Yeah. yeah. Um, and what, what do any of you actually want? There's no sense of stakes. Yeah. There's no sense of there's no sense of stakes, and there's no sense of like. And why now? Motivation. Yeah. Why does anything happen now? Yeah. What's the catalyst that starts this? I mean, I know we don't look what the catalyst actually is, but it feels like it's all very. The film needed to start somewhere. 
Yeah. Do we know what the catalyst is? Because Clue just sends a page in 2010 for some reason. Why didn't he do that 10 years ago? I'm sure it's part of a master plan. He's not like growing his army or anything. (laughs) Like, yeah. Clones? I don't know. Emperor Palpatine? (laughs) Don't know. Don't know. (laughs) The thing is that in addition to knowing what anyone's doing and why they're doing things, et cetera, et cetera. And all, you can watch all the, the best clips on YouTube and that's about all you really need. Mm. And, and the soundtrack's still really good. We have to talk about Tron. The, the, the Zelda moment where you're like, Legend of Zelda, that guy you're playing as is not Zelda. Mm. Like, this is Tron. By the way, in the first film, Tron legitimately is kind of the hero. Flynn is a Max Kind pain. of. No, he's pain. absolutely he's the main. Max. He's the main character. Yeah, he is and, the protagonist of that game. Yeah, and Flynn is a Mad Max style. Uh, the film is named after him. Sort of, the game is named after yeah, him. Yeah, entirely it makes sense. And, and he's just and a witness to it. Box Lightner apparently is the lead character, like lead actor, in a way. I'm okay it's with that. It's so weird. <coughs> but he's yeah. stern and weird, and I just remember him from fucking Babylon Five. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone remembers him from Babylon Five. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what he was before Tron that no. made him think he's gonna be fine. But whatever. And Cindy Morgan, again, who at the point I'm remembering being in Caddyshack, and that's pretty much about it around that time. Point is, Tron in this movie isn't there because Tron is replaced by a hacked version called Rinsler. Spoilers. <laughs> so Tron in this movie is now not Rinsler. in this movie. He's not in this movie, basically. And <laughs> so not appearing in this movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he's just a henchman. He's barely there. He doesn't. He has this weird growling, ticking noise, like he's like a digitized version of the fucking predator. And <laughs> then yeah, right. he gets in a plane, and where are planes? There are planes because there are planes. And then uh, the plane's been there. I'm not too, too bothered about. I'm bothered by tanks. Garrett Hedlund saying it's jammed. Why is a program jammed <laughs> as a physical gun? I mean, I get the whole, the program's locked or the something here's not working. Oh no, the the, the code is warped or uh, malfunctioning. He, he's a man of action, not a man of programs, Matthew. Trig, trig, trigger. He doesn't understand. And then all of a sudden, hey, fight for the users. <laughs> and then just suicide bombs it and then just dies in the water. And yeah, well, is- Actually, that does make video game sense because it's if it was made in the 80s, it's kind of just got to that oh, point where as, soon as, as yeah. soon as you go into the water, I know you die. die. Um, so Tron not being in this film is a massive waste. The fact there's no presence from Yuri whatsoever feels strange. Apparently she wasn't even asked to come back. Oh, I looked this up that's And then dark. she realised afterwards and she was like, oh, I'd like to have come back for that. That'd be nice. Yeah. That'd have been nice to have been asked. I like Bruce kind and of Jeff assume that and, Yeah, everyone yeah, to be asked be back. Yeah. It's not like any of them, let's say, Bridges were particularly busy. So Yeah. And Boxlighter was only in it for a little bit. He's not really in it much, but still... Just something would have been pleasant. And the, I mean, the the problem with the whole Rinsler thing as well is that it expects people to kind of religiously remember the first Tron. Yeah. Also, or not, it's or, an or, obvious twist. Yeah. Or at least, at least have like recently watched it. And mm. most people, they aren't going to have seen Tron. I'd be curious how many people went into Tron Legacy in 2010 and thought, eh, I don't give a shit about Tron. Light cycles, whatever. What do we think the percentage of the audience was that went into Tron Legacy having recently rewatched Tron. Other than me. Very low. Very low. I, I did, low. for this rewatch, 
I did not for when I saw it in no. the cinemas. Yeah, everyone because, might have seen the Family because, Guy episodes or something. Yeah, <laughs> people people, will, people remember Tron and they go, yeah, oh yeah, it was really cool looking. It was like really futuristic, and they had those. Tell awesome, me what happens in it. <laughs> yeah, they had those discs, and then they had those awesome uh, motorcycles. There's the discs and the lights, and they were and like cool suits. Yeah, they were the, cool suits, and like yeah, it was all in a video name game. Name a character. Tron. Tron. I don't think people know that Tron's a character in Tron. Mm. I think, I think Zel- yeah, Zelda they, and Zelda kind of yeah. thing. Like, oh, it's Zelda. That's not Zelda. He's Flynn. Fuck you. Um, but I think, I think, I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with you with having that as your hook to get people in. That yeah. they have vague, yeah. fond memories of it. But you have to accept that people's memories of it are fond but vague, yes. and you can't then make stuff that happened in the previous film like vital information to know. Yeah, I have a question. It's more a memory question here. Do you guys remember when Flynn, the elder, gets stuck in the unit thing? As in, was it the 90s or 80s or whatever it was? It's, it's late ni- 80s or 90s, I think. It's like between the two films, isn't it? It was. And it's when... I think it's closer to the first one. When is he trapped it's, by Cliff? Well, it's when... Oh, it's 1980-something. Yeah, so that's when he disappears. Yeah, because it's, yeah. it's, yeah, it's when he disappears, so yeah. it would have to be approximately it's seven years after the first one first yeah. one's in 82 yeah, 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 yeah it's yeah. period it's mm. correct because it's the, the opening scenes of like yeah. him behind yeah. this yeah and he, he um sam is seven when he leaves yeah so it's an 80s thing now this is the key point here now i've got light cycles come back for example mm. but they're like literal motorbikes and the neon lines behind them move and arc and whatever in terms of how the bike is moving because of course we have the technology to do that mm. now it's fine and it looks fucking cool it's still an 80s box. <laughs> the processing power in this fucking thing has to be <laughs> shit. Agreed. I don't understand why it's now good. I they think, imply that the programs evolve by themselves? I think I think you have to do that. I think not to not to start pitching before before Jack's had a chance. Sure. I think How dare you. I think you have to basically say like that whatever this thing is that they've built this mainframe or whatever is an evolving thing. It's it's isolated from the rest of computing and it is, and it has evolved along a completely different path. That's why it doesn't resemble computers as we know them because it's its own thing. Because it's its own thing. I think you have to kind of put that. It's a virus in a Petri dish. It's not a virus in a person. You took the words right out of my pitch. (laughs) That's good to hear. There's a little tease for you. As you may have already guessed listeners, this week's sponsor is once again, Stitcher Premium. <gasps> Stitcher Premium. I know, right? Stitcher Premium. Stitcher Premium. Stitcher thank, Premium. thank you for the, the words that you're saying. We didn't say anything. Okay. Good. <laughs> it's the, this is a lot of echo on this podcast. It's weird. It's it's either reverb echo or... sexy echo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just just push up that knob on the mis- uh, mixing desk Ooh. that says sexy echo. <laughs> the sexy echo knob. That's, that's the name of my new podcast. But if you, dear listeners, want to enjoy some of my new podcasts, Sexy Echo Knob, you can go to stitcher.com slash premium and put in the code at checkout, Sequelizers. Sequelizers. And you get a free month on your boys. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can pay $4.99 per month. That is the, the monthly option. You can pay annually, which is $34.99. Per annum. Per annum. Thanks, guys. I'm glad that's catching on. Yeah. <laughs> per annum. Thank you for your uh, Latin lessons there, Matthew. You're welcome. You tough. 
<laughs> Hang on. So you're saying that I need to go on my computer yes. and well, put in some kind of code, like a computer coder. Yes, oh like a God. like a modern day Kevin Flynn. <laughs> Tell me. You can go in and uh, get bonus episodes, bonus content, ad-free episodes of all your favorite podcasts. And uh, yeah, it's a really fantastic platform. I have used it to get early access to... Um, extra seasons and the, the new seasons and the new releases from from certain podcasts mm-hmm. and an ad free release I'd like to talk about is one of my favourite podcasts of the last couple of years or so. Mm. Always getting into serial and yeah, welcome to the night veils and all that kind of uh, kind of stuff. Voyage to the Stars was my pick. I've heard of this, I think. Yeah, you have. It's a sci-fi adventure, like audio drama type thing. Yeah. Starring Colton Dunn. Love a bit of Colton Dunn. Sure. He's fantastic. Felicia Day is in it. Janet Varney's in it. Okay. It's fantastic. It's a Geek and Sundry produced. And it's a lot of fun. It's very like B-movie, funny, sci-fi, audio drama goodness. Nice. And I absolutely adore it. And it is available for ad-free on Stitcher Premium. So if you don't want a a little ad to sneak in there and interrupt your your listening, just like we are doing right now, then uh, go to stitcher.com slash premium. Put in the code sequelizers and enjoy ad free content across the board. Nice. You lucky, lucky listeners. Yeah. So we've teased some of the ideas behind uh your pitch, Jack. But before we, we have, before we dive into it like oof. we've been zapped into a computer. Hey, wait, wait. You've been digitized. There's diving equipment in the grid, like submarines. We go underwater and all that digital water. Mm. Cars. <laughs> Freeways. Um Post offices. Let's do our traditional uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh. Um, that'd Ooh. be my job as Ooh. I am editing this episode. So I am ready. I have them in front of me. I do have listeners both. know that? That the editor... I'm pretty sure we mentioned tomatoes. it. Yeah. And they do now. now. They do. <laughs> A little peek behind the curtain uh, of our own grid. Um, we're all sitting on black couches, so it could work. Sure. And we're also all wearing black leather with um, like light, light, on, yeah. light up bits on it. It has been a very difficult edit for me because I've had to remove all the creaky sounds from our black leather trousers <laughs> and black leather t-shirts and our discs. I had I had a couple of fuses go earlier, and um, <laughs> it was not pretty. No, they were in a very intimate spot. I mean, I mean, when you get to that age, Tim, that's normal. Apparently, yeah. so I'm told. I, I've I've been meaning to go to a doctor. Apparently, you should just get it checked. Every, go to a programmer and get know, it. Go, yeah. Do you think they have doctors on the grid? Yep, it's one thing they have everything on the have. grid for no reason. Yeah. But, but if you get hurt, you just die unless you're Cora. That's true. Yep, I have the Rotten Tomato scores here for both Tron and Tron Legacy. Ooh. I'm not going to lie, I disagree with both I, of them. I, thought you might, I have a feeling I might do as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's say Tron, first of all. Sure. 1982, uh-huh. very innovative. I've heard of it. Cult favorite, but I don't like it. Factor that in as much as you want or not. <laughs> you're, um, you're somewhat of a f- critique of the films, I am Matthew. a man who critiques the films, this is true. Was your... Uh, I wasn't old enough for critique. Tron. I wasn't born. Ah. <laughs> I just, I don't agree with you. I think you've always existed, Matthew. Uh, You're a timeless man with that mustache of yours. It's true. I've always been around somewhere. Yeah. Tim, what are you thinking? I'm gonna go for a solid seventy. Oh, you motherfucker! I'm gonna write that down. I was, gonna go, I was gonna go around about there. I will go, and I agree with you, Matthew. Seventy-two. Seventy-two. Oh, price is right to you, if it's, yeah. se- if it's seventy-one, we have to fight to the death. 
um, with, with discs. Yeah, I'm going to definitely demand some sort of neon fight. Mm-hmm. Um, Ready. Which feels appropriate considering how uh, John Scarrett, the guy who's been doing our art for our things, has drawn the tease for this episode where you two are in blue and I'm in red. <laughs> <laughs> you two, for my own amusement, fight to the death. <laughs> You're the sark of this podcast, Matt. Um, Sarky bastard. So I'm going to tell you right now, one of you nailed it fucking exactly on the head. Ooh. If it's Tim, I'm going to be pissed off. It was Jack. Yes! I it finally is, got one right! It is 72%. The first time we're getting something right. Yeah. I was going to go for 70 as well. But it's <laughs> letting you go first worked out yeah, nicely. I worked out nicely. Okay. Um, 70%, I don't think it's that at all. I think Tron is a, a good 61. I was going to say 60, yeah. yeah. It's more like a 60 it's rather fine. than 70. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's fine. It does what it does very well, but it also does kind of... If you show it to someone now, it's boring as fuck. It was also not received very well at the time. You, you mentioned it was yeah. a cult classic, mm. but I assume a bunch of those and like retroactive reviews I now, would imagine so. Because contemporarily, it wasn't very revered at all. It was a bit of a problem for the studio because it was a bit of a flop it's very expensive mm. to make the process of how they that made sounds Tron's... familiar oh yeah mm-hmm. the process of how they made Tron was just very very unique and very individual they shot them black and white and then colorized the whole fucking thing it's a yeah. very laborious process but also um nope kind of dumb yeah <laughs> yeah okay so Tron Legacy what are you guys thinking Tim do you want to jump in first or Tron now you've been betrayed do you want to uh no I will let Jack go first oh ah. and then sneak in a couple of exactly points above yeah Sticking with even numbers. Go for it. 46. Okay, okay. They think it's very good, but people kind of liked it, but not too much. Sure, I get it. It's going to be way higher, I'm worried. I'm going to go lower. Oh, okay. I'm going to say 40. Mm. So, just to double check, was it 46, did you say? 46. Mm-hmm. 46 and 40. 40. Tron Legacy is a weird one because obviously you got all the cult following of the Tron thing at the time and by that I mean people like the idea of Tron mm. but not the actual Tron agreed at the same time people kind of do and don't care about blockbusters in a weird way um, in the sense that 2010 you haven't got the MCU picking up the steam with the, everything's a shared universe is that Thor? That's Thor 1 Thor 1 mm. yeah yep. uh, 2010 would have been that we just or use MCU Cap- as a reference probably, no it might have been no. just Iron Man at the I'm... point Thor 1 might have been 2011 it might be just Iron Man 2 maybe yeah. but the Ugh. point is that um, ultimately it's still quite quiet and the big things at that time are Inception Transformers 2 or 3 oh, what the fuck God. ever this is a weird one hard to market etc and hard to sell to people and very high budget it's a clean sweep for Jack yeah because it's 51% I again, I think I disagree with that. I think it's actually a sixty as well. Yeah, I think there's a lot of really good elements to this film. Yeah. Really I'd interesting ideas, yeah. but mostly it's fucking dumb and tedious. So it's only it's a twenty point drop, which is quite. Um, it's it's eh, fair with the house. Yeah, for us, it's. Uh, but also, let's face it. This season we've shaken up quite a lot. We mm. did talk about seventy point drops earlier in the season. Yes. So yeah, this is. But also we talk about how The Mummy is considered a bad film and they're wrong. Yeah, agreed. Um, and how Shrek and, 2 is considered a good film and they're wrong. And so is Pirates 2 as well. Yeah. And this is the thing with regards to Tron Tron. It's 72 and 51. That doesn't, that doesn't feel right to me. That doesn't mm. reflect, no. Because no. I think they're literally the same film. I mean, people obviously will, will happily disagree with that and they can happily go fuck themselves. <laughs> <laughs> but Tron and Tron Legacy is the same execution, just yep. multiple years apart, 20, 30 years apart. And... They're both fine. People would say, like, you know, well, if the first one isn't that great, you know, why are you bothering to sequelize it? Correct. The potential for a Tron follow-up, because computers had become so central to life, yeah. was actually quite 
good. Like if you if you had taken the time to make a good story surrounding it, yeah. like there is a lot of territory that you could explore there. And a lot I agree. Of it, and 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 we've said, you know, the visuals in this film are pretty stunning. Like apart from the ropey face CGI. That's the, the one that ages badly, but the, yeah. the, the 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 whole it's the aesthetic yeah. is good. And it has so much working for it because it's set in the dark. Yeah. Because it's in this pitch black environment, you get away with so much. Even when um Bridges' face is first revealed and he mm. doesn't move much. I mean, I don't mean in the flashback scene, I mean in the, you know, mm. in the non real world, in the actual. Um, the clue reveal, you mean? Yeah, th- my apologies, right. that's Frankie, yeah, correct. The clue reveal in the grid. Mm. Sorry, Tron World. Thank and you very much. You're welcome. And that kind of works because they're in this sort of uh, very amber lit, sort of dark mm. thing with a very interesting cinematography. It, it, it's fine. It's not too bad, but then of course it starts moving and he's moving and he's got mm. this cocky swagger with his head, which doesn't actually line up with his body very well. All these bits and pieces don't fit it, but you, you're right. It still looks mm. pretty fucking impressive. Yeah. All things considered. Jack. Hello. What were uh, you bringing to us? I'm bringing you title Tron Legacy. <gasps> I've stuck with it. Really? However. Okay. Legacy means something slightly different in this film. I think it's a legacy with a three in it. Legacy with a... Oh, that'd be so good. Like Bad Boys 4 Life. It's yep. Tron Lego League 3. Or Fant 4 Stick or whatever the mm-hmm. fuck. Is, is, it, yeah. is it actually spelled Legosi and it's uh, a Lego movie? Oh, it's Bella Legosi <laughs> coming back. <laughs> I'll save the big the big reveal for last, I suppose. Okay. Um, a couple of things. 30 years after the first one. 2012. And like I said... I really fucking debated about this. Yeah. And this is this the story I'm going to tell. This is the only way this works. And this is why I put it in 2012. Okay. I mean, 30 years also makes much more sense anyway than yeah, 28. And I touch on the 25th anniversary as we'll touch on in a minute as well. Okay. And um, that's touched upon in the film. Uh, returning cast, as you might guess, Kevin Flynn. Yep. Slash the user. Oh, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Jeff Bridges. Alan Bradley. And Tron. Mm-hmm. Bruce Boxleitner. Back yeah. again. I like Boxleitner. Laura Baines slash Yuri. Good. But she is Laura, ah. Laura Bradley now. Spoiler alert. Oh, that's... Yeah, makes mm-hmm. sense. That's a logical conclusion. Still played by Cindy Morgan. Good. They're back. Mm-hmm. She's Good. back. I actually asked her. Because I'm last <laughs> Yeah, of course. New cast. Yes. Sam. Bradley. Not Flynn. Very oh, interesting. Okay. That's a different... A whole different perspective mm, on it. That's where I'm talking about the legacy. Oh, so let's face it, that makes much more sense than makes just a million times dies. more yeah. sense. If Alan had gone on and been like, oh, and then Laura dies later on, and then they mention that, but mm. like, unnamed wife we've never heard of dies moments after the first film, I guess. It's like, mm. who cares? Yeah, we have no we attachments person. We have no attachments to any of this. So the main trio, bringing them back. Yep. Adding a daughter, Samantha. Okay. Oh, you pulled an I Am Legend. I pulled an I Am Legend. You mm-hmm. better believe it. Is it played by an Alsatian? I wish. <laughs> <laughs> there are digi-dogs in this world. In Tron world, there are digi-dogs. Oh. <laughs> I wish. Her code name is Zone. When she's ah, in, so we're in some, Tron, some Tron world. Some grid action. Some grid and Tron world action. Thank you. Grid action. <laughs> played by yep. Brie Larson. Yeah. Okay. 2012 yeah, yeah. Brie Larson. That's 2012 Brie Larson. Shortly mm-hmm. after, a couple of years after Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. Uh, around the same time as 21 Jump Street and Trouble with Bliss yeah. as well. That works for me mm-hmm. personally. Yeah. I, Larson's a good choice, I think. Mm. Yeah. I I will, I will admit right now, I flip-flop between her and Mary Elizabeth Winstead. And then I realized, uh, okay. they're the two women from Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> 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 it didn't even occur to me. But um, No, Zoe, yeah. no uh, Olivia Wilde. 
No, interesting. No, no. I, I think to be fair, the kind of character you're portraying, maybe it wouldn't fit. Who knows? Yeah. Um, you, you're about to find out. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Um, and sort of new cast, but returning cast. But oh, okay, he's returning cast from Tron Legacy, the film. Ah, uh, Ed Dillinger Jr. Yeah, aka codename Eden. Oh, which is oh, something oh. I'm revealing right now. Spoilery. Killian Murphy. Yeah. Because he's great in Tron Legacy for about 30 seconds. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. He <laughs> is the most compelling guy in that fucking board meeting. Yeah. And then he not, walks out. He's, and then he's not in the other he 95 walks out of the minutes of that fucking. And the board meeting on the same go. And you're like, where are you going? It's really, it's really disappointing that we never get to see him in Tron World in the film because I bet his super sharp face would look good in I agree. Tron World. You're, you're about to find out in your imagination, Tim. Oh, Just take me there, Jack. I will do. I got so, some questions. Please do. I, I, please I, I do. Got, we're not done your thing in silence at all. So you're sticking with legacy as a title? Yes. Interesting. But why? I, I assume it's because of the pertinent of the story. What were your other alternatives? The, do you the, have anything? The Bradley would... legacy. Um. Because I'm sure at one point you were bouncing something else on 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 our little uh... Ascension was the other one. Ascension, yes. interesting. Um, Tron Ascension was one of the ones I had for the '90s version of the pitch. Oh, um, yeah. We, which maybe we can get into some other time. But sure, sure. We literally don't have time for that. That would be a long, a whole other <laughs> That's discussion. Fair. We don't want three. But um, yeah, Legacy. If I thought if I do this version, the 2012 version, the 30th anniversary, blah blah blah, it would become a legacy piece. Mm, it's makes, a legacy yeah. piece. Um, the, it does make sense to title the daughter of yeah. the heroes of the first one. Basically, Yori and Tron are basically the heroes, and you've got Flynn sure, as the no, kind no. of comic relief in the first one, as we kind of talked about. That's correct. It makes way more sense to carry on Tron as this hero. The film is called Tron. The game is called Tron. <laughs> Alan Bradley is Tron, yep. not Jeff Bridges. Why is Jeff Bridges the main character? <laughs> it's, yeah. it's so weird. Anyway, that's, that's so I'm, no, carrying, I'm carrying on Tron's legacy that as makes he complete is the sense. hero of the first one. Yeah. And yeah, it, it's his legacy going forward and that kind of yeah, comes up of course. In, and later yeah. on in the in the pitch. So, Who's the director? Brad Bird. Very good. <clears throat> Mic drop. I had a couple of different ideas. Is it mm. going to get weirdly Randian? Yes, absolutely <laughs> it is. Mm. Of course it is. Just after, Ghost between Ghost Protocol and before Tomorrowland. The, oh, the one can we, we, can we do this instead of Tomorrowland? Yes. <laughs> this, this kills Tomorrowland dead, because fuck Tomorrowland. But I love Ghost Protocol, and I love Incredibles. And oh, that's great, he's a good it's, director. It's mm. mixing live action, action stuff from Ghost Protocol. He did, directed the action in Ghost Protocol mm. yes. really well, and I think the action in the actual Tron Legacy is rubbish and slow mm. in a lot of ways. Like The fight scenes are... Boring. No, I, uh, yeah, I agree with you. That as, much, as cool as the club scene could be, it's not cool, mm. and that's the problem. Yeah. The soundtrack's really cool, and there's Michael Sheen dancing about like a penguin, twat, like a, a pet, like a penguin. Chaplain. Yep. Um, but I think Bird brings the combination of live action and the animated side, which is going to tie into the Tron world, obviously. Sure, sure. Not the grid, the Tron world, and. <laughs> I think he brings chops from both sides of the animation and the live action to mm. blend them together into this okay, yeah, okay. digital real world thing. I'm excited. Good. The other person I had as a as a thought, and I have no idea what you guys are thinking. Oh, okay, um, was another Pixar guy, Andrew Stanton. John Carter. John Carter. Yeah, yeah this would basically kill <laughs> again, John I, Carter. I, I assume. I, ah, that's <laughs> unfortunate. Um, no, I like John Carter. Yeah. I'm joking. No, I get it, but that, he again, he's an appropriate person because again, the action in John Carter is pretty fucking good. Yep. Um, and he's got experience mm, with animation. Yeah. He's got experience with live action. He's got a good live these, action. I'm not going to lie. Stuff. I'm not going to contest these. These are good. Yeah. Good directorial yeah, choices. Um, and I also because let's face it, they know how to tell a story as well. Yeah. They can convey mm. stuff emotionally. Yep. Yeah. That's a solid shout already. Okay. We open on an Apple style press conference from this from Kevin Flynn 
CEO of Encom. He talks about how Encom has grown over the last 25 years. Uh, It didn't disappear Mm. in 1989, because that makes no sense. (laughs) And how proud they are to be pushing the tech industry like never before. He announces the brand new, here we go, EFO. (laughs) (laughs) Jack. (laughs) I did it as a bit of a No, I get it. It works. It it works. Basically, Encom or Apple. Apple doesn't exist in this universe. Yeah, they Encom is Apple. Yes. They have grown from a video game company into a technology company. Blah, 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 blah. No, that makes makes sense. Uh, The new e-phone is a way of taking Encom's groundbreaking OS, bringing that back from Tron Legacy, Mm -hmm. on the go for the first time ever. He's proud of their achievements so far. This takes everything Encom has achieved to the next level from video games and arcades to operating systems and now smartphones. Alan and Laura, yay, Laura's back, <laughs> yep. join him on stage to a round of applause from the audience. They begin discussing the details of the new phones and OS as we fade to black. A few days later, the Encom trio are at a board meeting featuring various other Encom executives. Exciting board meeting action. Always good at board <laughs> meetings. They talk about the success of the e-phone launch and in particular single out Ed Dillinger Jr. Interesting as a big contributor to develop their development. As he receives pats on the back from his colleagues, Ed Jr. speaks up and humbly refuses to take credit, but says he's proud of what they've achieved as a team. He emphasizes that they've made history, changed the world for the better, and will push the next release to new heights. Alan and Laura agree, uh, and then joke about him getting back to work. Flynn, meanwhile, cracks open a little bit of the bubbly. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> and begins pouring. Five years later. Avengers Endgame. (laughs) (laughs) Outside the Encom headquarters, we see the hustle and bustle of employees going in and out of the building. There are billboards outside for the new e-phone 6. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Among the crowds, we see Ed Jr. heading into work, and we follow an informally dressed woman who enters slightly behind Dillinger. The foyer is grand, busy, and has lots of security guards standing by. Ed Jr. scans his ID badge in as he goes through towards his office, revealing himself to now be Vice President of Software Engineering at the company. The woman hurries to reception and is welcomed with a, Hello, how can I help? And replies with, I'm here to see um, Mr. and Mrs. Bradley, and begins looking for her driving license. The receptionist asks if she has an appointment, and Samantha throws her license on the reception desk, revealing her identity as Samantha Bradley, Alan and Laura's daughter. The receptionist looks surprised and lets her through security. Flynn, Alan and Laura are together in Flynn's office as Sam arrives. Flynn notices her, approaches her first and puts a hand on her shoulder and says it's good to see her. As he leaves, Flynn says that if they need him, he'll be in his arcade upstairs. Everyone finishes his sentence for him. It's clearly not unusual for Flynn. And more on brand than a weird Zen Buddhist master. Yeah, just just being a gamer. He's he's still into his games. Sam tells her parents that she thinks someone is trying to hack Encom's latest OS. She's been keeping track of some whispers on the internet about someone targeting Encom's servers, and it's gotten more serious over the last few days. Laura says that they will look into it and reassures Sam that she doesn't need to worry, as they have the most secure system in the world. Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) It's the finest liner in the world. Unsinkable. (laughs) As she says that, the lights flicker on the entire building for a few seconds. And this is... I'm talking big building... Huge skyscraper, super high tech, Mm -hmm. cool, over the top, you know, Mm -hmm. modern office building type shit. Alan and Laura roll their eyes and say that was probably Flynn's old arcade machine draining power from their grid, not that grid. Again, draining draining power from their Tron world. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Sam says she'll go check on her uncle Kevin because her parents are busy with other stuff. 
Sam opens the door to Flynn's arcade, in inverted commas, which occupies an entire upper floor of the building. It has a neon sign saying, free for all employees, enjoy Tron and other NCOM classics. Because Flynn's such a nice guy, he's just... It's, like, like, it's, yeah. a, it's a Google kind of mm. place where it's like... It, it's the modern yeah. tech company bullshit, yeah. Here's yeah, a exactly. slide, and also here's a load of arcades. And, yeah, yeah. Makes yeah. yeah I, I get it. You will be expected to work 72 hours a week. <laughs> yeah. Here's a slide and an arcade full of games from 1935. The only trace of life is the flickering sign for the one of the old Tron arcade cabinets at the back of the room. Sam approaches the cabinet, walking past iterations of Encom's games through the generations. There's a little history of the company kind of... No, I like it. Uh, mm-hmm. show, show, don't tell kind of thing of yeah, their yeah. journey was there, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Which yep. is smart. Yep. She moves the Tron joystick, hits the start button, but nothing happens. She thumps it with a fist and a quarter jingles in the return coin slot. Sam shrugs and puts it in the machine, bringing the old cabinet back to life. As she selects one player, she is digitized in the same fashion as Flynn was in Tron, bit by bit, because that does not happen in fucking Legacy. <laughs> That's a huge problem. Yeah. So him being digitized in the first one is maybe the coolest shot in the entire film. Yes. The way he's like broken down square by square, yeah, pixel by no, pixel, yeah. is fucking cool. Mm-hmm. And looking at it, I was like, how the fuck did they do that in 1982? That's really fucking clever. Obviously, they just use like blank screen to take them out. Yeah, yeah, just take them out. But it's really well done and looks mm. really cool. Also it's makes like, sense for a computer to be scanning. Yeah. Mm. It, it's the, like I mentioned, the hinting at 3D printing. Like, it's the opposite of 3D printing. It's like mm. scanning him back yeah. into the world yeah. and that kind of thing. The same thing happens here and it looks like that. Yes. It's bit by bit, pixel by pixel, 80s style, mm-hmm. not just a swoop in like a warp thing through some mm-hmm. like pinhead weird yeah. it looks like the kryptonian technology bullshit where it's all made of like blobs and pins and stuff i mm. hate that and he just appears out of nowhere I, yeah no. make it more like the original Tron. no i like it mm-hmm. i like it more tactile sam materializes through a portal in the digital world Tron world wearing an updated version of the gray and blue program suit from the first film it seems that this world hasn't changed much since 1982. Mm. The not doing any of this crazy shit where it's suddenly a whole city and Jeff Bridges lives in a wasteland that was never mentioned in the first mm. one and all this bullshit. Mm. Okay. It's way more like the first one. Okay. okay. The look and feel of the digital world is very similar to how it is in Tron rather than the black and neon cyberpunk of Tron Legacy. Why is there cyberpunk streets? <laughs> Why is there a re- replica of the arcade thing in there? Never question Tron. <laughs> <laughs> Why would Clue allow that to happen? Who knows? She begins exploring and quickly realises where she is, remembering her Uncle Kevin's way of describing the digital world. Uh, She hears someone uh, shouting and follows the sound of their voice, spotting a street preacher programme, calling out how Tron and the user will one day return to liberate us. You heard me. Yeah, sticking with the religion thing. Mm -hmm. She notices old, rundown programmes wearing period-accurate 1982 suits. Cardboard and all, just (laughs) fall into pieces. As well as the red-suited guards patrolling the area. A guard fires a warning shot at the preacher, telling him that Eden is their salvation and that Tron died long ago and the user is just a myth. Avoiding the gaze of the guards, Sam stops to ask one of the programs where she is and how she can find Flynn. The old program replies, Flynn, Flynn, the user is gone. And the guards' heads eerily turn in Sam's direction in unison. They ask her what her function is and label her defective before she can even answer. They escort her to the cells where Eden can decide how she will be derezzed. I'm going to read this verbatim as Jack has written on the page. Because I'm not sure this works. I'll, I'll do it in a, in, a, in a Jack cadence if I can. Her prison neighbour. Is that a phrase? They're not cellmates. <laughs> in the first one, they're like kind of next to each other, but yeah, there's yeah, yeah. a force field where they can chat. Yeah. For some reason, even though there's sort of a ceiling like that the Rogue guards one. are walking on. Kind of like Rogue One. It's um, weird. It, Pri- it prison neighbours. They're prison neighbours. They're prison neighbours. 
Um, Is that a phrase? <laughs> uh, I'd say uh, inmates. The prison neighbor individual how we wish to describe it. It looks like one of the income executives from the beginning of the film and is now low on power. Basically, he's like fading and like... His, yeah, blipping yeah, out. And yeah, blipping out yeah. and stuff. He asks Sam what her name and function is. Sam replies with, my name's Zone and I'm here to find the user. Very matter-of-factly. Just straight up. Oh, she's saying it. My name is Zone. Like she yeah. knows what she's... Oh, she knows. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I thought your delivery was good. That's why I mentioned. Zone is entered into the games arena. Eden, a masked figure overlooking the arena, announces the beginning of the games. The arena is open with dozens of players in at the same time. The floor is covered in hexes, and each player is given a lacrosse-style equipment we saw in the first film. Never comes back for Tron Legacy for Doesn't, some reason. No. The, the thing with the... Con- for the listeners, the concentric circles thing that they're just thrown into at the beginning is like the punishment in the part of the, the prison bit. Yeah, yeah. Really cool, and they never really address it, and Sark is just, like, murdering people by taking away the, the floor circles yeah, right. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just ignore that. I want discs <laughs> and light cycles, apparently. Yep. But no, brought it back. Okay. Multiple balls descend from the ceiling. Yeah, they do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and most are caught by players, and any balls that touch the floor make the hexes disappear. Bringing back the to thing. To reiterate yeah, 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 of course, of course. Players quickly start falling through the collapsing floor, but Zone is able to survive long enough to be in the top 20. The game suddenly stops and Eden announces the second round. Light cycles. The remaining 20 players fall through the arena floor and land directly on their light cycles. One thing I don't like about Tron Legacy, how lame the little handlebar things are. And they're just like, oh, what's this supposed to be? And then they just jump into a bike for some reason. First one, it like forces them into the weird position. and like into Yeah, it, like yeah. pranks like into it. I'm imagining that as they land, they're just like, and they transform into, yeah. the, into the bike things. Also, you think they'd be better if the bike was in already in a stationary position to be faster than landing on the floor unstably. Exactly. Like, how often do you jump a bicycle to get it started? <laughs> exactly. Well, unless you've got jump cables. That's accurate, there. yeah. They land on the light cycles and split into two teams of 10. Again, the color coding, we're going to go for the mm. orange and the blue oh, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of avoiding the the white or whatever the choice is in Tron Legacy, which is this weird neutral. It's mm. kind of bluish, but not really bluish. Yeah, weird thing. I'm keeping the red and blue, orangey red, quite distinctly blue, on stuff. Distinctly yeah. red blue color scheme okay. from the first one. The light cycles begin speeding through the arena, and players are quickly smashing into their enemies' light trails. This is way more extended than this sentence conveys. <laughs> obviously, no, of course, it's Q, an action sequence. special yes. effects, visual effects. It's all cool. Super, imagine super cool It would cool easily stuff. be that Jack would be there and they go left and they miss it would just be <laughs> and then zone answers. dodges and then blah 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 yeah. I'm not going to do that this is what this is cube spectacular visual effects of light cycle battles all the cool stuff and zone and her team barely survive she is bashed up mm-hmm. but she's made it through True. once 10 people remain the light cycles disappear from directly underneath them Raspberry is Disc Wars another free for all round where the remaining 10 players face off the last player standing. During the course of the game, Zone is nearly derezzed by a program, but she blocks their shot and touches their face, stopping them in their tracks. Touch the face? Explain. Yep. So she like blocks the shot with a disc. Yeah. They like force each other's discs away. Yeah. And she goes to basically goes to like punch him or something like that. As she comes into contact with him, he basically just freezes in spot in this spot. Oh. In a really weird digital creepy way. Th- that's why I wanted to make sure she, I was getting that right. She's right. not interacting with these programs in the same way that everyone yeah. else is. Good, 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 good. With her touch, the program seems to have an epiphany and whispers, the users have returned, before he is derezzed by someone else's disc. Eden, clearly able to hear that, stares at Zone, trying to determine her identity. Eden's clocking on that there might be a user in the Something's midst. That's not right. Zone is once again able to survive disc wars, more through luck than skill, 
and Eden raises his hand to silence the crowd. Very Julius Caesar style, I'm thinking, like, mm-hmm. sure. gladiator style. He draws the disc from his back and jumps down into the arena. Superhero landing, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. As he approaches Sam, he tells her what a failure she is, how she's disappointed her parents and couldn't even save poor Uncle Kevin. <gasps> dun, 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 dun. Eden removes his helmet to reveal Ed Dillinger Jr. He says that Flynn and her parents should be left in the past and he is the future of Encom. His plan of trapping Kevin in the system was going so well until she interrupted it. Mm. They engage in a brutal disc battle. Eden is clearly the more experienced fighter, but he's unable to finish Sam off. I need to see some digital, like you said, Tim, sharp cheekbones of Killian Murphy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Luscious lock of hair. No, I like it. Full full Killian Murphy. He's got a great head of hair. He's got a great great face. For I digi- like me some Killian Murphy. Mm. Never disappointed with him. Yeah. As they battle, we see an old recognizer, the old, the big stompy things from the first mm. one, in full, like, low-res, gross, horrible, looking, <laughs> looking, looking, looking weird, but, like, also, you know, done in 2012, mm. so it yes. looks cool. Fly over the arena, piloted by Flynn, Tron, and Yori. Ah, Tron's back, motherfuckers. The characters specifically, not the parents. The characters yep. specifically, yep. not the parents. Yeah. Flynn shouts down to Sam to get in. Eden is infuriated and sets his army of guards and tanks to attack Flynn in the recognizer. Tron leaps down, drawing his disc against Eden. Father and daughter, sort of, battle side by side as Yori and Flynn fight off the other forces with the recognizer. I imagine them going around and just like stomping on the guards sure. with the big thing. Just It looks stupid, but it's hilarious. <laughs> the recognizers are stupid, but I love they them. They are ridiculous. They made no sense. But no. it's like, oh, it's going to close its legs and stomp on you. It's like, but really? then for sure. the video games of the time, it's like, yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah it's on brand. Seeing Tron and Flynn's return inspires some of the other programs to fight back as well. As the duo heroes begin to get the upper hand, Eden scores a hit on Tron, severing his arm. Reflecting back to Cora getting her arm yes. severed mm-hmm. in, the, in the club. Because I thought it was a cool shot of her like arm being de-rezzed, half de-rezzed, and flying agree. off and all that kind of stuff. Bit of slow-mo, but not too much slow-mo, like Tron Legacy has. <laughs> all the fucking 3D and slow-mo. Yeah. Yuri tells Flynn to look after Zone to save the user. She lands the recognizer and joins the wounded, wounded Tron against Eden. As Eden derezzes Tron and kills him, Yuri is able to strike a fatal blow, allowing Sam and Flynn to escape, returning to the portal they arrive through and holding their discs above their head in the classic Tron pose, mm-hmm. the light and the thing. Yep. In the final scene, Sam and Flynn go back to see Alan and Laura, only a few minutes passing in the real world. Narnia style. Mm-hmm. And that's what they say in the f- in the oh, first no. one. They specifically mm, say like a couple of minutes is hours in the game and vice yeah. versa, and it's all time dilation and stuff. Yeah. So I, I, that one makes sense. And again, in Tron, that does make sense in a way about how mm. computers process things. I guess if we're talking quantum computing, then sure. But, like, but mostly not eighties yeah. computers. Yeah. We see Ed Junior being escorted out of Encom HQ by security and handed over to the police, ranting and raving about the system, users, recognizer, Tron. Etc. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that. So they they kind of reunite with the two of them, and they're like, "You guys have been gone for like five minutes. What the hell is going on?" And yeah. They have this whole adventure within five minutes. Of course, of course. And the closing shot is kind of yeah, Ed mm. being escorted out. Yeah, we know what's happening. Going but, mental yeah. and yeah, mm. ranting and raving about. I, w- I was nearly stomped on by this giant thing that like closed its <laughs> legs, and then they called it a recognizer. Right. And you can't believe in the users because the users they they, they can't and, yeah. He's ranting and raving about Tron World, basically, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and nobody really understands what the fuck he's talking about. He's basically decredited as the as the vice president yes. because he's gone mm. a bit mental. Yeah, I have a lot of questions. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> questions, many questions. Tim, what about you? Any questions from your side? So, 
Um, my first kind of question is: so what? So Ed is uh, why is he within the Tron system? What is he hoping to achieve? And does he? So is the Eden in the game? Is that a kind of is that a sort of clue situation where it's a digital representation of him, or is it? Because I was is thrown he off because is the way he Ed is escorted in, out by the security afterwards. Yeah, implies that he is in fact in Dig the digitized. Game. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought I'd maybe leave it a bit ambiguous. Okay, whether he is digitized or whether it is a clue thing, and and he's kind of that's his program representation of himself. Sure. Um, it makes more sense, like you said, for the for the ending mm. that they kind of implies that he was digitized um his plan is basically to get because he knows Fl whenever flynn gets stressed out or does anything he goes up to the, the arcade yes. he goes and plays tron mm. that's his thing yeah of course he plays some of the other games but he'll always go back to that cabinet that's that, his that, cabinet that works. it's basically the cabinet from tron legacy that yeah that yeah. garrett headland goes to that and that Sam makes Flynn sense from a character point of view as well because mm. you've got something familiar and yeah yeah i get it implication is that ed has tampered with that mm -hmm. yes and makes it digitize the next person who puts the quarter in mm -hmm. um not realizing that oh it will keep doing that and it catches sam by accident basically that's right his enough. plan is to trap kevin in there and then he will eventually ascend through the ranks and basically like start a coup against the bradleys sure and become the new ceo uh, of the okay. company and all that kind of stuff next question yeah so dillinger obviously son of dillinger yep and this is the thing i like about son of flynn son of son dillinger because yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. the thing about dillinger and in, in in being murphy and in, in the one him being in, within encom as well i can understand him being employed by encom because flynn isn't there and they he'd been pushed out it's like well dillinger was like his father was right and i can't judge the father by the son etc et i had a line originally that says ah. that argued about that and mm. and you have laura and um alan arguing like you're hiring Dillinger Jr. After what you said about his dad, you're hiring yeah, like yeah. you can't judge the, yeah, exactly. the offspring or the, the next generation by the sins of the previous yeah. or previous generation. But then generation. we do, because he is the bad guy. Because <laughs> then we do. Yeah. 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 And and basically it's it's Kevin Flynn's misjudge of character of like, mm. oh no, he is the bad guy after all. Yeah, yeah. And it this is all Kevin's fault. Because Kevin is not a CEO kind of person. He doesn't know what he's doing when he's coming to hiring people. No, he's He's very, like, yeah. well, the kid seems, you know, it's not fair. We just don't hire him. The kid knows programming pretty well. Let's it, hire him. That like kind of thing. a lot of episodes of Silicon Valley. Pretty much. Mm -hmm. like, you don't really belong in this job, but mm -hmm. you are the arguable person who made this company. So here we are. Yeah. That does make sense. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, because I think the, the thing that, struck me i think so as tim was saying it's the villain in his plan because the idea of it again get him out of the way corporate espionage is very tron yep. that is again mm. feeling like a sequel kind of feels like the first one yeah exactly. like i said i tried to bring it more back to the first no, one no that's fine that makes yeah. sense yeah. yeah um but less mental hopefully so trapping flynn in there yeah great makes sense so my my theory is yes when you're digitized and you're killed in tron world not the killed in real life. Yeah. You're killed in real life. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Mm, that's probably, I think yeah. I think that's kind yeah. of the plan. That's fine. Yeah. Why is Ed in there as well? To to make sure that Flynn dies. Because Flynn, we don't see anything happening with Flynn until the yeah. last minute he comes back. Mm, yeah. That's and that's not, it's not a hard thing. We can obviously workshop that quite easily. But it's the sense of what does what reveal, Flynn do between then and yeah? Yeah, because yeah. if it's just a Deus Ex Machina reveal, yeah. it feels like uh, I know I would say if I'd saw the film, I'd be like, hang on, the bit of the film. And the same way that we say, like, oh, well, what's Flynn been doing all these years in yeah. the mm. mansion or in yeah. the wasteland? Same thing here. It'd be like, I imagine I'd probably be like, well, with Flynn specifically, 
why didn't we see the story of him going off with yeah. it? Because mm. I assume it's, again, the time like it would take for... I might actually like to include that. I just that's fine. overwrote this. No, 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 that's fine. Again, it's, 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 it's not really me saying, Jack, you're fucked up. It's more no, the idea of, we need to figure out this thing so we can make it stronger. I, yeah. I felt the way about this pitch. Like, with my Dark Knight Rises pitch, I felt pretty, not not strongly about it, but I was yeah, pretty yeah, confident yeah, yeah. that like, Edgecraft is something that makes... It's fairly yes, coherent because I'm bouncing off of something. And I said, I've been sequelizing that thing for like seven years at of that course, point. Of course, of course. This one, I was like, like I said, I've got 15 different ideas all going mm-hmm. in different directions yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, I think including maybe literally have when Fling gets sucked in, transition to him in the digital world for mm. a bit. And then when we flick back, it's Sam going up. So mm. in between those scenes, he is in the digital world and yeah, like he, he escapes Eden or something like that. Eden tries to capture him and kill him or whatever, and he manages to, to yeah. escape. And then he comes back and at the end. with 2012, like the audience has an understanding of what Inception is and time dilation a little bit. Yeah. So you can do the idea of the time it takes Brie Larson to walk up and go find mm. him could be fucking years. Mm. It's his whole adventure and him on it, the run in from a way. or whatever, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, you could make that work. I think it's just things that, And then as you say, it's the nature of the pitch being um, the size we have these things. So yeah, I think I think it just needs addressing. Yeah. I, I think you can fix that and also address uh, a thing that I kind of, reading through this kind of felt, which was that essentially the the middle of the film is just one it's like game and then another game and then another game Mm, and then it's the end and i think you and it's interesting because it's there's a chunk of this where it kind of becomes gladiator yeah and i think exactly i think you need more space between the games Mm, where you have sam slash zone being held like still held as a prisoner but perhaps with some of the other competitors who are like programs you still believe in the users kind of stuff and you start you start find you find out a bit about the world and then you can also have these rumors of like you know um someone saw the user the other yeah day yeah like Fli- he came to like him flynn and blah, blah, blah. flynn uh appeared she could be piecing together his story yeah of what's and then happened you know detective story you know years yep. years yep. ago flynn appeared but then you know uh and he too was you know forced to compete in the games but he escaped you know and we you know we pray for his return kind of stuff yeah um i like that a lot actually yeah yeah, yeah. Is, i had a, i had to think of that so i had a few more characters in the cells hmm. and she would go back to the cells i think it was between the first so between um lacrosse whatever the fuck they, <laughs> yeah. they don't name that game I know what you mean. the lacrosse thing with the mm. thing yeah and the, the hexes paddle balls. exactly mm. yeah so like i said I, they have them drop onto the light cycles between those two i was thinking of going back to the mm. cells and having some other characters mm. in there one character i wanted to bring back and it's a weird one because it's barely in tron is the little bit the yes no bit yes i, know I think it was adorable the binary I, I, thing. I had the binary bit as a companion to mm. sam or zone zone's companion like throughout the rest of the journey i that was think a nice that thing. should be in there yeah yeah, yeah. that would be nice I, I i wrote a whole paragraph explaining because like, brie larson her, her, with that getting her, frustrated exactly mm, yeah that's yeah. the comedic relief and we said like the, the first one is funny in kind of mm, ways yeah. the second one takes itself way too fucking seriously mm, apart from michael sheen who is chewing every bit of <laughs> yeah. in the room true and i think having i mean first of all disney Little plush bits. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Marketing. Yeah. I'm not thinking that way. I'm not gross. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, it's part Disney. of it. It's yeah. Disney, yeah. But yeah, having the... And so we were going to reveal to one of the cellmates, or the prison neighbours, as I like mm-hmm. to call them. That's my word. Sure. Um, 
that she is a user because this bit like starts following her around and she can't work out why. Mm. And when she touches it, she fixes it. Mm. Yes. So it, it gives like yes and no answers that don't make any sense or yes and no answers that are around the wrong way and it starts glitching mm. out and mm. stuff. And she like grabs it and like shakes it and then mm. it's fixed. Yeah. And he's like, oh my God, you have the magic user. <laughs> yeah. You're a user. And then they all like, then the rumor kind of spreads around. There's a user back. And, a oh, I saw a user. Yeah. It's yeah. all kind of, yeah. Yeah. Me- me- messianic that's, that's kind of stuff. That's pretty good. I like that. Mm. Yeah. And it also that, helps that with the idea, idea of people eventually uprising. And mm. I think yeah. there's a yeah. lot of gladiatorial. I, had, I, I cut a bit too much out, maybe. <laughs> no, no, it's all right. I think, <laughs> but I yeah. So Ed makes sense. We can make it make sense. Him being in the game partly makes sense. I would still think. I don't want to be doing the same thing again where he's being manipulated by a program, but the clue idea mm. that Ed, sorry, Eden specifically, yeah. is a corrupt program that is trying to escape and maybe in the same way trying to fashion the technology of the Scanny Absorb thing into a reverse version so he can da- upload into... Um, what do you call it? Ed Dillinger. Uh, Junior. Ed Dillinger. Because yeah. then he can make Dillinger... And, take over his body kind of thing. Yeah, he yeah. make Dillinger an innocent character... And that he isn't his father, and that, but Eden is, who is a interesting part of the yeah. old Dillinger's, yeah, mm, and it and it a may, subprogram or something of the father thing. Maybe mm. he succeeds at the end, and that's why Ed goes insane. Mm. Possibly he, he gets digital brain in him, yeah, but it doesn't work the way they work. It's like yeah. digital and that's and not flash. how that works. Human brains are not digital. Yeah. You're mm. fucked. Yeah, like, yeah, that's not a bad idea actually. That's, yeah. a, that's yeah. an idea. Yeah, I I have a question. Mm. Do you picture F- Flynn? having in in the intervening years when he's been working at encom mm-hmm. a beard having gone back into no. the tron like tron world is is the is the setup with the digitizer and stuff like that is that already there in his office and he's expecting that and it goes but he doesn't expect it to be digitized this time or there slash is, yeah he like the his way of escaping has been cut off from him yeah does he literally like think i'm never going in there again pull the plug and keep it as a memento yeah. is he or is, is he like literally like uh, I'm gonna relax a little. I'm gonna go spend like a uh, a uh, a week in Tron World, which will only be five minutes, and then I'll hop out again. Yeah. You know, does he get high? The second one, I think he yeah. uses that as kind of an escape kind of thing. Yeah, and yeah, he will he will go and like play the games or do whatever, and mm. yeah, go and go and explore in that way. Maybe he would like clue himself and create a little mm. digital copy of himself rather than life and death. Mm. Which again, if he likes the idea in the opening scene that Eden, sorry, Ed Dellinger is actually a good kid, then that's fine. Okay, but it's like from a programming point of view. If you say um, Tron doesn't deal with programming point of views, it's true. It just ignores them. Yeah, if if you say Flynn goes into the thing, yep, uh, in in the space between the five years, and he says, "I've been doing this as a recreational thing, whatever." Um, I assume he doesn't tell, or does he tell Laurie and no. It's still his own he, thing. Then. Yes. Yeah. Great. That's fine. He right? keeps that private. That makes sense. Um, and because he doesn't sound crazy and had this couple yeah. take away from him. Yeah. I'll but, kind of imply that he would have rebuilt Tron and Yuri, mm. like back yeah. to how they were yeah. back in to, the day. As a nostalgia thing entirely. Mm. Yeah. 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 That makes complete sense. And um, him being an escapist and going, "I'm on my arcades." Yeah. It could also be that it's not just going that he's going into the. Yeah. Mm, he's off the Tron world. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. That's cool. Yeah. I also like the idea that after the initial, because I think the turn from him, sorry, Ed Dillinger Jr. being like. This guy's great. Why is he suddenly a bad guy? Because after the five years, we don't really build as to why he's yeah. taken over, unless yeah. he's always been that way. It'd be nice if sonless Flynn thinks, I hated your father. He tried to take my company, but you aren't your father. You are the legacy mindset. And takes him under his wing kind of thing? A little bit. Not too mm. much, but okay. a little bit. It says, 
I like him. So thanks, man. And he promotes him and he keeps him on the company. And he's always been a good person. Yeah. yeah. And when he goes back into the system, he creates a clue. But rather than a clone of himself, Eden. he creates a Eden who is effectively the kid he idolizes. That's where the name Eden comes from. That was one of my original uh... ideas. Adam is like this creation. So mm. he creates him and, and Eden being, this is the place where yeah. he goes to escape. Mm. This is his yeah. perfect little world. He's Eden, mm. that but kind of thing. To stay with the computer mindset, yeah. I think also the idea that all you need to do is a bit of programming thing and saying, well, what the fuck happened? What you, why did you create this guy who's a psycho? I didn't. Well, you did because he's got your code stamp on it. Mm. Yeah. But do you know what happens when you call something Dillinger in a program that knows what Dillinger means? <laughs> it fills in the gaps. And it's you, yeah, you just like do a, a, a genetic yeah. coding from Jurassic Park. I'm like, what do you mean? Well, it found something that was left over from Dillinger, which is MCP program Sark shit, and just filled in the gaps and assumed it was evil. And it's like, oh, code <laughs> uh, finds a way. In a way, yeah. yeah. And it's it's one of those things that it explains it enough that it could work. That's why he became this and the MCP program. Like, I, like I want to yeah. control. I want to get out. I want revenge. I yep. want to leave. Mm. Yep, that works. Possibly, like yeah. yeah, yeah. See, the the idea that I just kind of was thinking of uh, that you could probably tie into this actually sure, sure. is you have the reason that it's manufactured uh, that it's gone wrong now. If we're having if we're having Ed Junior in real life be a nice guy a nice guy yeah. the reason that it's gone wrong now is that they've just done like an update of, oh, of all their coding and mm. it's and it's like a patch where perhaps ed jr has found some of his father's old code and been like oh this would actually fit really well with the new i'll just upload it. system yeah. i'll upload it and it accidentally updates the Corrupted. tron thing yeah. as well and then like corrupts I, li the... I like that as well that yeah that's work. a cool idea i think i think yeah. i think you've done a lot to bring a lot of the older things back and i must admit as much as you've got the light cycles and the things I would probably try and invent something new with it as well. Yeah, that was one of my. It's I, not bad things. It's hard. I, to... ra I rack my fucking yeah. brains for like, what sport could I make into Tron sport? Yeah, like, Tron football. That's, oh, shit. That's right. <laughs> um, oh, like Rocket League. Like, yeah, great. Uh, mm -hmm. No, you're right. It's a very tricky thing to try and and and, and anything that could feel non-cynical. Yeah, and people it, want light cycles at the end of the day. It is a problem, I think, with Tron Legacy and something. I'll hold my hands up. I didn't do is innovate the games and innovate the world and all that kind of Tron stuff. Tron Legacy didn't either. I think they didn't I mean. is, no, is like, the planes, isn't it? That's the only thing they bring that's new. I was thinking maybe like a version of like some kind of squash bouncing off a wall kind of thing. And mm, I was like, eh, yeah. that's basically what they did in Tron Legacy. That's, like, yeah. Yeah. I would like to introduce something else. I, I would maybe say... Maybe instead of having the lacrosse thing, have something else. Or instead of Disc Wars, have something else or whatever. I, I would invent... I would... Um, I'd make a maze. I would make it mm. a maze that you both have access over and you're both constantly changing and shifting, people getting crushed in walls and stuff. Okay. Because yeah, like it's, it's a little different, but you have to be, but you have the ability to program it yourself. And it would be like, um, how can I describe it? Oh, you know where those uh, those scrambled images and you have to move it around, the tiles around mm. to get like the image. Oh, yeah, yeah. That shunk, 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 shunk. Very simple logic. You're seeing entire sections mm. of it. Yeah. If you want to keep it stuff, 80s yeah. as well, that That's kind cool. of simple thing. But if you both have access to it and you find yourself, oh, I'm, I'm screwed here. And then, or like, or like uh, in a way, like cube with a dead zone sort of thing where you yeah. got a like, Rubik's cube in a weird yeah. way in the sense that you could make it a simple palatable thing. Yeah, but it's yeah. it's more looking at the the almost like the game style and the game logic of those periods and then yeah. extrapolating puzzle game stuff it. as yeah. well as things yeah. as, as sports stuff. I, I am just like going to say it's uh, it's not lacrosse, it's higher lie. Uh, that is oh, that's what the, it is. the thing in 
As in, that's what it's called in real life, or that's yeah. what it's called in Tron? That's what it's called in real in life. In Tron, it's called nothing. I, I, yeah. know, I know that. I wondered if you knew the Tron. High lie. So what, what, high, what, lie. What's yeah. higher lie? What is it without the concentric circles? It, you kind of bounce it off the wall, I believe. It's a little bit like squash. Kind of like squ- oh, fucking yeah. hell. Yeah. Right. yeah. Um, it's, it's, I, th- I believe it's the game involving uh, the fastest balls. Um, hey, I believe, hello. I believe, uh, yeah. What a whapping of those balls. The, it's, yeah. it's um, yeah. Fast balls. Yeah. Mm. Oh, there we go. There's a, there's a whole plot about it in Mad Men where they uh, there's a guy who's oh, convinced yeah. it's going to be the next great American sport. It's not. I would. Do I s- have a feeling that if the three of us did this, we would come up with three completely fucking mm. different. He's, this is one of those examples of uh, like, season four example. Like we I said, all the different things. Changing the because this film is so technology based, mm. changing the year massively changes the game. Yes, and the film and everything. The game has changed. The game has Ooh. changed. So if you do like it's it's 1988. And it's like mm-hmm. the birth of Nintendo and all that kind of stuff. Sure. And for some reason, I was always equating it to like where the video game industry is at the time. Yeah. You're going out of arcades, you're going to consoles and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Or like, like I said, you go into the console wars later on, you're like the, the Sega, Nintendo, PlayStation yeah, yeah. versus Xbox kind of bullshit. So you're going like late 90s, early 2000s, mid 2000s. And I was like, I'm going to ship straight forward to 2012. Mm. Um, yeah. And there, there's so many different things you could of do. Of course, of course. Literally just by changing the year, the whole thing. Compl- like my one doesn't work in any other year. That's kind of why I put it there. Like For the most part. With with the kind of like pushing of the technology and all that kind of stuff. Mm, mm. Um, and also from a filmmaking perspective, you've got to worry about the technology as well. Here's another question for you. About the aesthetic. Yeah. Is the 80s stuff going to look too pony? Is it going to look... Possibly, po- yes. Yeah. I mean, and that's not me saying... Cause it I, looks shit in the film, Yeah, in the actual film. I think They're upgrading, clearly wearing bits of cardboard. Mm-hmm, yeah. Upgrading it the way they did in uh, Tron Legacy looks cool, but makes no sense. Yeah. I, I have a problem I need that, to make it, sense it, that it's, it's an 80s machine. It's too cool. Yeah. I th- yeah, I think I think there's a, a mid ground where think, you yeah, can there must be, yeah. where you can upgrade it but stick closer to the original aesthetic. There's got to be something like that now because the '80s is obviously people are hard for the '80s, mm. so it's all kinds of really weird neon shit, mm. but in a good way. Um, they are just like weird polystyrene and cardboard helmets and stuff. And yeah. I remember people. Um, I was watching a video about like the making of Tron mm. and how they made built all those crazy mm, sets sure. and stuff. And it was like, it great. Granted, it looks incredible, but what, I assume this is all supposed to be like shiny metal surfaces. <laughs> this looks like wooden cardboard. Mm. Yep. Like there's the bit I can't even remember who it is or where it is or whatever's going on. Uh, he's almost sat in like a little pod thing and everything's yes, like spinning so around stupid. him, and it looks fucking terrible. Yeah. Everything is literally like cardboard thin, yeah. and looks just like bits of plywood and balsa wood painted red, and mm-hmm. then like you said, decolored and then strapped on with this thing. And then, yeah, yeah it just looks shitty. Yeah. I think, especially if you do more in the kind of, um, like the prison cells and the mm. stuff when she, when Sam first arrives into Tron world, there's a lot more chance to do stuff where the sets are real. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, and, there's, yeah, yeah. and there's a physical weight to but them. But they're not just random streets. I hasten to add. Yes. Yes. Um, and I think that will help a lot because I think I think the problem a little bit with Tron Legacy is that a lot of it takes place clearly on like entirely green screens with like it's oh, the, yeah, and it's a like, Star Wars prequel yeah. thing, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Um and I think um yeah, just a little bit more attention paid to the physical sets and the physical costumes, I think will and and keeping it 
more in tune with that original look. Yeah. I think you, uh, and uh, like we've already said, like Tron Legacy looks good. It just looks a bit too, it's just a bit too far removed from the original. Yep. For if, if it, it can if do you that. It just can't do it the way it did it. If, yeah, if, if you are saying, especially in your pitch where you're saying like, it's basically, it's Flynn's little, it's his, it's his play world. It's his play yeah. world. It's yeah. his thing that he goes to, to relax. And he's clearly got this kind of, retro aesthetic he hasn't bothered to upgrade it a lot like if you if you make a point of saying like oh you know the the, the world has evolved then it's fine to have it look different yeah but if you if you say like no he's kind of left it kicking how he found it yes then it's got to yeah we'd also have to few closer rework to a few things in the plot then if he is going back in multiple times because mm. they wouldn't have obviously the destitute religious thing because he'd be there all the time well it, unless the patch changes things or update changes things and, well, and if you you got to think if it's if the time dilation is constantly working oh of course then it's, years. it's yes, like yes, generations between each time he visits yes. kind of thing that, thank you tim that's a good point i forgot about you that yeah i forgot about that yeah. thank you yeah. yeah yeah so he goes say he goes for like a couple of weeks he's gone for decades he's gone for yeah yeah hundreds of years mm. whatever it Narnia. is yeah yeah no i get it i get it makes sense yeah cool nice so there we go Tron legacy sort of. <laughs> I feel like, I mean, the rebellion aspect of it, I really like. And the simple change of it being Sam, the daughter of the Bradleys makes much more sense to me yeah. than a cocky fucking, I've been abandoned because my father disappeared, son of Flynn shit. I'm like, I don't understand not... how that kid is Flynn's kid. No. <laughs> they have literally nothing in common. It's so well, granted, I mean, he didn't it raise could him be that, that Yeah, kind of maybe stuff, he just like... rebelled against it, but he's also good at programming because he, hacks the fucking server at the mm. start of the thing so getting rid of all the iso stuff and what that is God meant to that, mean yeah, yeah. because they n never explain it well and in theory cool idea yeah you like they're really like interesting talking points, again yeah. what the one of the other ones i was gonna go into yeah one of the many different bitches sure was like really exploring ai and doing like a real philip k dick concept I'd, I'd of be like, curious about that, yeah. and and it's kind of flynn describing isos to the outside world of like there is a new form of life this is fucking game changing. Yeah. yeah. This is literally miraculous birth, but digitally, how are you not all freaking out and mm. stuff? And like, see, I'm, I mentioned Prospero earlier. Very similar in a way that I would have had Flynn go in and refuse to leave and become this weird overseer. I'm making the bad. Oh, guy. interesting. And the idea that he would create a daughter, Olivia Wildstone. As well. He has Flynn, a thing. Flynn. I must be, clue must is not pitched. clue. Clue is Flynn. Yeah. That's exactly. And, exa and yeah. you, he, he tells everybody's clue. Turns out it's actually Flynn. Yeah. And it's the real guy the whole time. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but I'd have him like definitely going full, like, this is my door. I'm not even saying, none of these things are real, you fucking idiot. There are so many ways you can go with it initially, but all of them, because of the nature of what Tron is and world building, all of them kind of fall apart eventually because Tron doesn't make sense. And Tron, I think the, the reason I had so many different ideas and how you've just pitched something completely different. And I, like I said, if the three of us did three, oh, they'd be different. three attempts, yeah, 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 we'd be completely completely different the fact that tron just leaves you on such a clean slate you're yeah. just like kevin's yeah. the ceo black like, mm -hmm. oh fuck the greetings programs and that's it like fuck great. okay that's Does the, the company ending. do well then yeah you have no idea it leaves you on such a fucking like you could do anything it's all on the it, wrist it goes bankrupt next year and it becomes a huge thing they mm. become Apple, which is the way I went with it. No, that's like, good. I, admit, I like, like that, yeah. To totally different ways of looking at it. and Because he brings the them in and like, we're going to do this as a partnership, as a trio, which I yeah. like that you brought yeah. them back. Yeah, mm. that that was one of the things, a couple of things I really had to fix was like, 
Alan Bradley and Laura Baines need <laughs> more fucking screen time. They need to yep. be in this film because they are key fucking components. Tron and Yori are the main part of that film. Yeah. And Flynn is basically comic relief. Yeah. How they didn't bring those guys back and then they fucked over Tron, like you said, with the, uh, I vote for the users. Yeah, that was one of the main things I wanted. That was like the first decision I mm. made was like returning cast, yeah. the three of them. Mm. And I call them the ENCOM trio in no, the, in the script, yeah, which is what they would be called in real life. Mm. They're like, oh, the, the ENCOM is, trio are yeah. at it mm, again yeah. and blah, blah, blah. And in, like, in the jobs was the act kind of like this, mm. this Absolutely, group that's the power trio. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I was going to say a little random fact here. Uh, you remember Dan Shaw played the role of Ram? Yes. In the, I uh, only realized like a year ago, I don't know how I put this up, but Ram is also Billy the Kid in Bill and Ted's Excellent Journey. I'm like, <laughs> what? Wow. And I, it's one of the things because obviously those those helmets and things are mm. so, they, they make them look a certain way, obviously from black and white and recolorizing. You think, oh yeah, that's just, I haven't seen anything else, but this distinctive face, I've seen that somewhere else. It's weird. Every I couldn't, I didn't recognize half of the first time watching it years and years ago. Yeah. Made no connection that Clue was played by Jeff Bridges. No, because the, the... Clue is also in it for like 80 seconds or whatever it is. Yes. Like he appears, he does a little thing and then he gets zapped and that's it. Yep. And like all the characters whose faces you see are Encom employees you see at the beginning of the film. Yep. Like Dumont you see in real life. That's right. Uh, who's the Guardian right. guy. Penis is a head. Like head, <laughs> penis, pe- bellend thing. Why do oh, the, go- yeah. the Guardians look <laughs> like penises? I don't know why. His, yeah. his head is a penis, penis's head, I don't know why. Um, but yeah. Giga. Every, yeah, pretty much. Everyone you see, like, face-wise, the guards are, like, his right-hand men at the board mm, meeting right, thing yeah, and all that yeah. kind of shit. Didn't pick up on that as a kid. No. And then watched it as a 29-year-old, and I was like, oh, yeah. There oh, is... I can't recognize any of these fuckers because these stupid bloody helmets. <laughs> There's a lot of, like, fairy tale stuff in Tron, really. There is. Like, not in it but in in the way that it's told because you have that which is a very peter pan thing where you have um, oh yeah yeah captain hook and being the, uh being the Dar- james darling yeah exactly and obviously there's there's kind of a whole narnia like yes. element to tron i was going to compare it to wizard of oz yeah, yeah. Like, and you were there and yeah. you were there yeah. and the guy from accounting was there for some reason. <laughs> I mean, and he, and I threw a disc at him and he exploded. <laughs> Sorry, Jeff, you're dead now. I killed you, Jeff. And I, you and I do it again in a heartbeat. <laughs> Learn to process payments on time, Jeff. <laughs> so, yeah, I think excellent job, Jack. Thanks. It was a very difficult task. It was, yeah. it was a bastard, yeah. but yeah. I'm, I think between the three of us, we 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 fixed it up. We've hammered it, it out. Yeah. yeah, which I think is kind of the point of this season. It's it's a little bit different than the last ones. Mm. It's it's got the mixture of the the lead writing and the the scripting and the pitching and all that yeah. kind of stuff, and then the collaborative. As you pitched it back in what the, we're talking about, season three, season four, and all that yeah, kind of stuff, yeah, yeah. in the writer's room kind of feel mm. where we have these epiphany moments of like, oh, yeah, Bring I people in on what it. a great yeah. idea to cast that person or to come up with that idea yeah. or whatever and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. And people yeah. know we kept the Daft Punk stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Heck yeah. Mm-hmm. There's yep. plen- plenty of meow, 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 in the background, <laughs> don't worry. Because <laughs> nice. that's, that's a fucking jam. No, oh, good job, man. Good job. Jam. Cool. If we were to traverse that grid, oh. where would we stop on the seedy streets of Tromworld to find you, Jack? Uh, on the on the corner of JLW and Chambers. <laughs> that's, that's where you stop. If you want to log on to my Tron world and, and find all my exciting <laughs> tweets and whatnots, I'm at JLW Chambers on basically everything. So yeah, come and 
argue about why Tron Legacy is a masterpiece or people might have fondness for it but I don't think they'll be able to fix it rewatch it I'm just saying it's real yeah. boring Go back. <laughs> looks great sounds great real boring <laughs> no plot Barely any characters, no plot. Go fuck yourself. Like <laughs> <laughs> oh, that escalated too. Yeah. <laughs> we classic sequence. Go, uh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> taking a taking a page out of the old Stogden books. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Just take a step back and fuck your own face. Yeah. yeah. If, if people would like to fuck their own faces, Matt, perhaps on some sort of social media <laughs> by contacting you. Sure, sure. How could they do it? They could do that in the usual way. Log um, it on to Tron World. Log it on Tron World. Yeah. And searching for the character who is my my user i'm the user and he's my my surrogate stogs they don't even use like the word avatar or anything it's like <laughs> oh he's the user or the thing program program my thing. program is stogs s-t-o-g-h-z he is uh very angry and powerful well not powerful i mean it's the wrong word power hungry ah there we go program makes more sense. who uh who has a lot of opinions mm. and that's why he stays online the little fucker um but you can talk to him uh and you can look at his pictures and stuff on Twitter, S-T-O-G-H-Z. You can see the films that I'm making and uploading onto The Grid uh, at YouTube and things at cheesemin.com. And you can see the opinions I have about films at theredrighthand.co.uk. Hey, Tim. Yo. If I was on the super freeway highways of the <laughs> uh, of the grid... If you were getting down in cyberspace. Yep, on my motorbike, my mm-hmm. light bike, mm-hmm. trashing what's behind me because of the stupid end trails out the back of that thing, which has just ruined everything. Mm-hmm. Would you cut me up? Uh, no, I, I would never cut you off. Derez no. that mother, Tim. I, I Derez him. I can't feel Tim would derez anybody. No. Tim's I fight nice. for the users. Oh. Oh. <laughs> See you next time. <laughs> if you want to hop in your recognizer and sail onto my corner of cyberspace, um, I am at trivia underscore lad um, on Twitter. And uh, yeah, that's I tend to link to anything I'm interesting I'm doing there. Uh, talk to me about Comics, films, music, RPGs, all that stuff. Um, yeah, that's that's where you can find me. Nice in Tron World. Although I've just it just now clicked for me. But every time we say Tron World, a little part of my brain just goes Cool World. <laughs> <laughs> and now As I want should. now Brad, I want a crossover between the two. Running around. Yep. Shit. That's a good point. Oh my god, we've let we've let tunes into the computers. <laughs> oh my lord. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> if you'd like to hear behind the scenes, extra bonus content, outtakes, movie commentaries, and all that good stuff for mm. some some of the content we're making for season five, you can go to patreon.com slash sequelizers and support us at various different tiers. The bonus content starts at $10 per month and up. Mm. You've got plenty of other options. You want to just uh, get an ad-free option for the episodes. You can get early access to some of the episodes. You can get voting on the episodes. You can pick an own episode for yourself so you can decide a thing for us to fix. Yep. All different options varying from as little as a dollar up to $50 a month and everything pretty much in between. Patreon.com slash sequelizers is the place to be. I, I, uh, the the thumbnail for this one for this episode by by John Scarrett is one of my favorites. The the inverted colors and the and the just the general look of it. I I really like this one. Um, but of course his artwork appears in many forms because I've got merchandising with the t-shirt stuff and digital posters and real world posters for other tiers. So they're worth checking out on there as well. Yeah, he he is he is a, a superstar artist. He is indeed. He is a our our 
quiet MVP. And thanks to your support on Patreon, we can afford to actually pay John, which yeah. is lovely. Always supporting local artists. We're supporting really local artists and we're not just sort of like not just doing it for the exposure and being yeah, dickheads. We're actually yeah. giving this guy money. Yeah. Thank you so much for your support and uh, allows us to be able to work with John and yeah. support him as well. So, yeah. Hey, Jack. Hey, man. Hey. How's it going? Um, uh, it's pretty good, pretty good. You ready to start the show? Uh, almost. Okay. If people, like, you know, them. Yes. Them listeners. Yeah. If they wanted to send you and or us mm. a full-on, huge-ass Tron pitch. Right. Because let's face it, they're gonna. I think so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, where could they send it to? Um, that's a couple of different places, probably. I mean, like, uh, well, the main one would be Gmail, probably the best mm, option. Mm. That's sequelizers at gmail.com. It's good to know. It's the best place to go. Uh, we do read all the emails, if you're wondering. It's true. We read them through. We answer all of the uh, comments and questions and queries and various assaults upon our character persons and yeah. character. Even the ones that are very obviously spam and are like, hey, let me sell you these cheap diamond Bitcoin. Yep. We're like, we'll have those. Thanks. I'll, yeah. I'll mine the Bitcoin from the grid if I have to. Mm. Yep. If you want to follow us on social media, interact with us. Uh, Twitter is usually the best place to go. We do most of our commenting back and forth and chatting this about episodes and chatting about feedback and what you guys want to see in the future and all that kind of stuff. Twitter.com slash sequelizers at sequelizers, if you prefer, is the easiest place to go. If you want to see little teaser clips and all that kind of stuff for upcoming episodes, Mr. Stogden edits those lovely over the top of the uh, true. John Scarrett artwork there. You also get that kind of content on Instagram. If you want to see our faces, if you want to see Instagram stories of us pre-show chats and discussing shitty trailers. And They're only up there stuff. for a little while. So yeah, you have to catch yeah. yeah. Limited release, limited release stuff. And uh, usually far ahead of recording time. Yeah. <laughs> so recording, we do sort of Instagram stuff and pre-show stuff. And then the episode comes out weeks and weeks later. So. Yeah, months and sometimes. Then, <laughs> sometimes months. We shall see. Mm. But yeah, if you want all that kind of good stuff, we are sequelizers on instagram as well yeah check us out yeah and always use protection before you digitize yourself Yay, <laughs> there we go <Nice. laughs>